All right, get ready. We're going to rock the health, economic, and political worlds with the United States Senator to be from Virginia. He's official now. Jonathan E. Moore joining us in hour one. Also, uh, Melanie Martin, a new friend that I met at the Red Pill Expo. She's got a new book out on overcoming cancer, and that's going to be great. There's a whole lot going on. I don't want to belabor it. Come on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen. Share it with your friends. Lots of awesome stuff happening today. Get it started, Super Don. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Go waiting in long lines here. We've got to go right to him. We've got limited time today with him. Jonathan E. Mord, the official candidate for the United States Senate, Virginia, to whoop Tim Kaines, you know what, and become a, a champion for the Constitution, um, much like those we've uh, covered here on this show. And Jonathan, congratulations. I'm so excited. And everybody here is like, I think we're all going bonkers in a good way. Yes, and I am so excited. I It's a state of elation, really, because... One of my greatest heroes on earth just called me and gave me a little message that I can't communicate. And it's yes. that I can't. We're going to eventually. But it will it will be out very soon. And it is just momentous. It's one of the greatest uh, things in my life. Actually, it's a milestone. Yes. So I, I, um, I'm pleased to report that I'm a candidate for the United States Senate against Tim Kaine, uh, the Darth Vader of uh, Virginia. And yes. uh yeah, the man who brings misery, and I hope to bring freedom and happiness and prosperity to the people of Virginia. That's mm-hmm. my objective. So I hope that uh, every Virginian realizes that if you are going to vote for me, mm-hmm. uh, you're you're making a vote for yourself because what you're doing is you're voting for your own sovereignty, your own liberty, for your own economic prosperity, for all the benefits and blessings that liberty can bring to you and your children. And you are looking at the dark age of, of Tim Kaine that took us through all the shutdowns, lockdowns, mm-hmm. advocacy of executive power over individual rights, left us in a state where the restaurants were closed and where unemployment increased and where people had the uh, misfortune of being told they couldn't go to church and where they couldn't go to congregate and assemble all their First Amendment rights, their 14th Amendment rights, their Fifth Amendment rights being violated. That era is over and it it is officially declared dead, not only merely dead, but really most sincerely dead um, on election day when we finally get to send him home so that he can be uh, a person who is, um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, What is it? Keeping in place or what was it called when they put us in the lockdown mode? Right. Yeah. yeah. Sheltering in place. Sheltering in place. In place after all for himself. I don't know if you heard this. Maybe you guys have been discussing this, but uh, Bill Maher, who has a show on HBO, he's he leans far left to center on a lot of things, but libertarian in some ways. And he's been very good over the years. We've covered some some things he's done on big pharma, you know, and, 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 you know, the medical cartel. Right. That's where I, I said we can find where we can bring people from all political backgrounds together and uh, finding that alignment. And I think there's a voting block emerging, and this is what he acknowledged, and others are talking about this. They're not voting whether you're a Democrat or Republican, but they want to know what's your policy on lockdowns. 
on mask mandates, on vaccine mandates. So a lot of people that have traditionally voted Democrat are so fed up with their own party that they're more interested in who's supporting my freedom, my medical freedom, my health freedom. This time has come. We've been at this for decades and it's now come around where I think the time is just perfect for you to become a United States Senator. As a matter of fact, uh, on Friday evening, I'm going to be uh, speaking to a health freedom group in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Uh, and when I spoke at, uh, about health freedom issues and my advocacy of health freedom mm-hmm. at the Bell Tower in Richmond, it really ignited a fire, which I didn't anticipate. But it's become very, very popular throughout the state, these issues. And I'd hoped for that. But it's great to see people standing up for their rights against what was the abusive use of power, all on the justification of a virus. The Bill of Rights is not, uh, does not contain a provision that says it's suspended every time there's a virus. Can you imagine? We would be able to suspend the Bill of Rights indefinitely. The viruses are going to be here year after year after year after year. You mean to tell me whenever COVID is in the room, you don't have rights? Yeah, well, they'd like it to, for influenza too, you know, if they could get away with it. But we're talking about authoritarians. And, you know, I say primarily on the Democratic left, but we're not it's not exclusive. There are people in the Republican Party that are completely in in the dark about this. And we've been you've been ahead of the curve. We've been talking about this, as I said, for decades. And now suddenly everybody else has caught up to how important this is. You've been fighting, battling within the court systems to defeat the evil oligarchy that was limiting health freedom forever almost now you've written a book about it from the 19th century to forward you are more qualified than anybody running for senate congress or president right now on this issue this time has come and i think the people of virginia are going to recognize it what's interesting you're absolutely right and it's interesting so we have done this robert i mean i have been battling the federal government for 38 years robert and so the knowledge of the federal establishment of particularly the deep state of the bureaucracy mm-hmm. is something that I know very intimately in, in detail, having dealt with them over and over and over again. So when it comes to experience, which is a very important factor when you come when it comes to dismantling the bureaucratic oligarchy and reestablishing the constitutional republic, you need to understand how it works. You need to know how to take it apart. And you need to understand uh, the kinds of things that are needed to do that, the specific legislation. So we've got that in our bag and we have it uniquely. So I'm hoping that the people of Virginia will recognize that if you need a doctor for a particular disease, you do need to find somebody who has had experience treating and curing it. And in this case, I've been battling and beating Mm -hmm. the deep state for many, many years. So you know, knock on wood, the days for uh, liberty are yeah. coming and the pro- the possibility exists that when we're talking here in 2024, come November, that we'll be able to say Virginia's liberated. We'll be able to say <laughs> Virginia's rights are coming back because we're going to fight for them. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see, by the way, all of these people who came to my event on the 31st, uh, close friends, that is close uh, supporters, uh, all came out. We had a wonderful time on the 31st. We talked about our uh, campaign plans with our closest supporters and boy, were they fired up and they're going out there, Robert, and they're spreading the word. 
We've yeah. got to raise our name recognition. We are we have the resources presently, and we're getting more. We have uh, now seven, I think it's seven, seven fundraisers lined up across the country. We just got a new one the other day in Maryland. We got another one in the works right now in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's not yet posted, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just fantastic. People are are assembling, forming uh, groups, having people get together, bringing in the resources and supporting the effort. This is a national campaign. It and is. It, it, it's, it's a campaign for liberty. And, you know, that's the trademark of Ron Paul, but I'm stealing it here for a moment. It is a campaign for liberty mm -hmm. and we're going to be relentless. We are going to be on the attack against authoritarianism and against those uh, positions of Tim Kaine that have made him indistinguishable, really, from yeah. Biden. And I wonder how Tim Kaine's going to backtrack on all of his support for mandates, COVID jabs and, and lockdowns. And because you know I, would like, I would like some honesty, please, on his part. Why not, if everything you do supports socialism, which is the way it is, why not just be honest with the people of Virginia and say, I'm, my name is Tim Kaine and I'm a socialist. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm happy to say my name is Jonathan E. Mord and I'm a constitutionalist. Yes. And that's the truth. Why not be truthful with people rather than say, oh, I'm not a socialist. When you vote like a socialist, just mm -hmm. be truthful. People, that's the problem with all of this. When you say, oh, I'm for the workers in Virginia, and yet you you sign into law bills that you voted for were signed into law, and we're talking about $11 trillion. Every, this is interesting. So Tim Kaine has never seen a bill that has a price tag over a trillion dollars that he hasn't voted for. So he's responsible for all 11 trillion of that money is pouring into the economy and causing inflation. So why not also fess up about that? Why not have Tim Kaine say, you know, I voted for all these bills. I am causing you inflation, but mm -hmm. that's okay because right. we never get to that. He won't even admit that he's responsible for inflation. No, he probably he's probably unaware, if you will, in an intelligence scale, knowing what really is inflation. Most of them don't even know how to define it. And why do I say also agree that this is a national, I don't say if it's a referendum, but in a sense, a national election, even though it's for Virginia, because how many of you want a champion for the Constitution back in one of the houses of Congress? Can you do you remember the the speeches from the floor of the House floor when Ron Paul was a uh, House of Representatives member. Do you remember how exciting it was to hear somebody speaking about that? Yeah, that all, is something that you have the capacity Paul, to do. With yeah. Ron Paul, every word that ever came out of his mouth was in a, a, a statement at enhancing and advancing liberty. Yeah, I mean to this day it's true, and uh, that's what we need. I mean, my goodness, we've gone through an era of authoritarianism that is the worst in our nation's history the last couple of years. We need to get back to protecting people's rights, allowing them the freedom to choose, allowing them and their own physicians the choice of what to do with disease, allowing people the right to congregate without fear that they're going to be asked to, to disperse by government thugs, uh, to allow us to have our freedoms and understand and trust, as we have historically, that those freedoms when allowed to be exercised, result in the greatest life for almost everyone in this country. Sure, there are some people who are not doing well, 
and they need to be helped by us through generosity and charity. And all of us uh, who have the resources to do that should be mindful of the need to do it. But for for the for the enhancement of their lives, mm-hmm. for raising the standard of living of everyone, you have to have that engine of free enterprise. And yes. what's so wild is even communist China uncovered mm-hmm. that free enterprise was the only way to enhance their economic status such that the authoritarians in charge could have a resource base. So they control uh, liberty and deny it, and mm-hmm. they take uh, free enterprise for granted and assume it'll continue working. But when you have the freedoms we have and you have free enterprise, then we invent things that the world has never seen. We overcome every obstacle. We enhance our standards of living. We end up being the most prosperous and the most comfortable people on earth because we allow free enterprise to flourish. And that's why we are a people of great success in the world. And that's why we have had such wonderful lives compared to the rest of the world. And so if you want to have that continue, and if you want to have that overcome these obstacles we've had of late, all you have to do is get rid of the government barriers. Get them out of the way. And restrictions Mm -hmm. that deny us our freedom. Just trust freedom, trust in individual liberty, and you will succeed. Do you remember that, you know, sometimes the conflicts Ron Paul running as a Republican in the House as a Republican had with the Republican Party because he spoke in a way that was not compromising on that principle of liberty and even spoke against crony capitalism, that is welfare, you know, that's directed toward corporations, you know, as opposed to welfare to individuals. And he said that this is still, you know, kind of a welfare state mentality that many of the Republicans have. And they needed to learn. They need to come to this. And I think a a new crop of, uh, let's say, citizen type Republicans trying to run for Congress, Senate, et cetera, coming in to see it differently, perhaps. Yes. And, you know, one thing that I learned from over many years of working as an attorney in Washington and and working against the bureaucracy when it restricts rights is that this this corporate collusion, this corporatism, as Ron Paul has referred to it, um, is one of the most dire threats to individual liberty. And it grew up in massive way uh, after the Second World War. Mm-hmm. And what happened was all these law firms were uh, on K Street, Washington, D.C., and they would go on behalf of companies that would hire them to the regulatory agencies, not to Congress. They did go to Congress, but principally to the regulatory agencies. And they would come up with a, quote unquote, public interest justification for prior restraints, regulations. And they go in there with their own self-interest in blocking competition by creating huge barriers to entry into markets. And this is the ordinary business that is done by big business in Washington, D.C. They go into the agencies, they get them to uh, accept a quote-unquote public interest justification for Mm -hmm. restrictive barriers to entry. They get those regulations then passed based on lobbying, and then those regulations cut out their competition so they end up with higher profits. That is a vicious and cruel cycle, and it needs to be exposed, Mm -hmm. and it needs to be voted against. And this bill that I wrote for Ron Paul called the Congressional Responsibility and Accountability Act 
would have done that in a heartbeat. And that's what I'm going to be pushing very strongly when I get into the Senate. And here's mm -hmm. what the bill does. The bill prevents any regulation that is proposed by an agency from get becoming lawful and enforceable unless Congress itself adopts it and it is signed into law. Only then will it be able to be enforced. What does this do? It forces those you elect to be responsible for the law. It fulfills Article One, Section One of the Constitution, which makes Congress the exclusive source of law. What we've done is we now have three quarters of all law made by the unelected heads of bureaucratic agencies, and uh, that's ruinous, and that's a violation of our rights. And what it means is, as we've talked about many times, we have a bureaucratic oligarchy running the United States, yeah. not a republic. So this law would fix that, and this law would also sunset existing regulations within three years, unless also passed mm -hmm. by Congress. And that will cut back the, the regulations. It will cut back the growth of the bureaucracy. And it basically will end up enabling us to eliminate agencies mm -hmm. that are worthless or worse than worthless, that, that have been a bane on they, free yeah. innovation and free enterprise. I've declared war on the American people. Now, I know you've got a call coming up in just a couple of minutes, so we don't have a lot of time today to go like normally into things because I want to address some foreign policy questions that we have coming in as well, because, you know, Ron Paul uh, got into the crosshairs of his Republican colleagues on certain issues. And you know, let's get an understanding of what these things are from your perspective as well. And we may have word of a major endorsement for you that you might want to appear tomorrow on the show and give us an update on. If you can just drop in, we'd ha be happy to have you. I, as soon as I get confirmation of it, I will. It may be tomorrow. It may be next week okay. when I actual written confirmation. But verbally today, I was told, mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of execution of documents to uh, establish it. I'm so excited about this. This is one of the greatest things that's ever happened in my life, and I am so grateful for it indeed. And I wish I could tell you, but mm -hmm. I don't want to upstage my, my right. hero who I'm about to uh, mention to you sometime. Very yeah, soon. absolutely. No, I'm with you on that. And I, and I want to be at as many of the events that you're hosting. There's one coming up in the LA area, Glendale. I got to talk to your, your crew to make sure this happens. I've, I sent a message, but I want to be there for the Phoenix or Scottsdale one as well. And anything I can do to support you, you know, my brother, I'm here for you. All right. Well, I've got to go now, Robert, but right. uh, I'm sure you'll take care of the show. You always do. Yeah, look out. We got the keys and we're going for it. Thanks, Jonathan. Love you, my brother. Take care. Love you, my buddy. Yeah. All right. Jonathan E. Mord, Sacred Fire of Liberty. Again, big news. And it's getting bigger because... I know of what he speaks. Some of you may sense what he's speaking about, but we can't mention it yet until it actually happens. But yeah, verbal commitment on a, a major endorsement uh, for Jonathan E. Mord, which uh, is coming from a guy that rarely ever endorses somebody, particularly in the primary before it's even, yeah, it's big time. Uh, very excited about that. So super Don, man, uh, we're in the midst of uh, a little bit of history making. I, I, you know, Not many people in Congress or the Senate from either party know the stuff to the depth that Jonathan E. Moore knows, you know, the, the, the medical monopoly, what it means, what freedom means in medicine and healthcare and healing at that level. I'm just excited. I, I'm not delusional, but I am genuinely excited. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why, why shouldn't you be? It's a, uh, it's a big deal. And it's all, it's almost like, uh, you know, I'm sitting here trying to be trying to wrap my head around it. You know, it's just like, wow, this is really happening. So. 
looking forward to uh listen campaign season is always exciting mm-hmm. if you get into it i know a lot of people run the other direction from it but in this case we've got some skin in the game uh with our buddy uh jonathan so it's gonna be fun to follow uh the campaign as it's moving along and all the developments and stuff and we'll be able to report on that as it's happening so that we'll be able to focus on which i haven't done that in a long time yeah you know following following a campaign that closely and all the developments and the you know the the announcements and the press releases and all that stuff so that'll yeah be fun. No, it'll be excellent now uh i saw michael bolden had a great question i submitted it to him but uh the time on his honestly today because of what's going on jonathan is, is being pulled in many media directions yep. right now uh so uh we're going to address that question because it's a great one from michael about the foreign policy issue the, the controversy there uh you know from a ron paul perspective and i uh, definitely we're gonna we're gonna hit it all and Jonathan is very forthright and candid in his perspectives and beliefs on all these things. So uh, that's that's something that's going to happen. We'll continue to cover it, follow it, and hopefully you all can be there at it. If you go to emord4va.com, emord4va.com, and again, the events that are happening and more to come. The one I'm talking about Saturday, February 18th in Glendale, California. If you're in the anywhere in the L.A., Southern California region or you want to drive over there from wherever you are, um, that's going to be a tremendous event. And a lot of people that are secretly conservative or libertarian within the Hollywood elite may be there to support uh, Jonathan's campaign. And then we have another one in Scottsdale, Arizona, I think in early March. And then the end of March, we've got a a three city tour in Virginia that I'll be flying out for as well to be part of and broadcast from. So uh, that's just some of what's going on. We got exciting, exciting times. Uh, I just sent the link to Bolden uh, from the 10th amendment center. Not that he's like, He's normally here now every other Friday. That's our plan. But I said, I'll throw it out to you because we're wide open for the next half hour. You, me, and Super D. Uh, and uh, if he wants in, he's welcome. So he'll just pop in if he wants it. Otherwise, we'll just carry on. We've got a bunch of stories I do want to cover. Uh, one of the articles is The Caning of America about K-A-I-N. And you can read about uh, Tim Kaine's perspectives on things, how different they are from Jonathan E. Moore and all of us here. Uh, and that's an, a good article at the uh, Town Hall website that Jonathan wrote. I've written an endorsement article. Super Don, you have it. I think uh, I'm not going to wait. I haven't published it yet. Yeah, well, I want to publish that, give you perspective. You know, one of the things that that I talk about, and, and, and I always think about how is this perceived or received, like these messages. Like many of our friends that are uh, historically on the political left or Democrats, um, have, you know, receive certain messages in certain ways because they've been programmed. Just like we've all been programmed, we have our confirmation bias as well. But you know, let's think about the issue of um, uh, southern border, okay? Controversy. How has the the, the left leftist controlled mainstream media uh, covered the the border issue? Oh well, if you want to close the borders and protect, you know, the people in Texas or elsewhere from uh, criminals coming across, potential drug dealers, who knows, whatever fentanyl's rolling in. Uh, then you're called what? Xenophobic, racist, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Racist. You know, the yeah. things coming across the border, they're affecting people of all races, religions, backgrounds. And, and, <laughs> and to c- conflate uh, a concern for a border as being xenophobic or racist is, is nonsense. And I say it this way, and it's not to say that there's, well, there's a person that we found in the Midwest that is actually racist that wants to close the border. I mean, you can't say that's be- that means it's all racist. That's just it, it intellectually disingenuous to say the least but we look at uh the the reality of a nation under the law of nations if you read vitell and other historical documents about how nations even exist 
if you do not have borders, you do not have a nation. And, and you understand the globalists do not want America to have borders because they want people rushing in here to destroy the fabric of what makes America, dare I say, great, acknowledging that we've not lived up to the high ideals of our founders, but the limited government, the recognition that government serves the people and that, yes, government is there, it's a necessary evil, but it doesn't grant us rights. It can only take them away. And so you want to limit that by acknowledging the rights are with the people and they come from a creator or God, not government. So there are a lot of things that are unique on this planet that I am not abandoning here, recognizing how much those principles have been abandoned, Super D. And we not we need to be able to engage intellectually with integrity on these subjects rather than just being reactionary because, oh, they're going to program it. They're going to say, oh, Jonathan Emore, he's one of them because he's Republican or whatever. This guy's he's different in so many ways, even though he's running, obviously, as a Republican. So, um, right. yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there as a consideration. So I threw that in there as far as a part of the uh, endorsement to explain that perspective, that borders are a necessary part okay. of being a nation. Well, and, and the, 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 the part about the border that makes me mm -hmm. laugh is, you know, on the one hand, they'll say, oh, well, if you have a problem with them coming over the border, like you said, oh, you're racist, oh, you just don't like people from Mexico, uh, yada, yada, yada. But then look at what happened when you had these uh, governors sending the, uh, the immigrants, they were coming over the border, into those people's mm -hmm. towns. Suddenly it was like, whoa, hey, wait, wait, what are you doing? You know, uh, I, that I just, I thought that was a brilliant move, even though they caught yeah. some flack for it. I thought it was a brilliant move on the part of, uh, of, of the guy who was Abbott in, yeah. in Texas and DeSantis mm -hmm. in Florida uh, saying, all right, well, listen, you know, you think it's no big deal. You're not down here in, in, in our towns, in our state yeah. dealing with the result of this. Let's send some of them over to your doorstep. And yeah, see suddenly what now you become racist and xenophobic too. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Then they suddenly became compassionate, yeah. right? Oh, away. and what did they do? What did, what did they send do? The they, they, they took some of them, but then they shipped the rest of them yeah. somewhere else. Oh, I don't know if you saw, you I, know? I, I don't know if it was on Tucker Carlson or something the other night where a number of these, uh, uh illegal or undocumented, whatever came across, they, they shipped them up to New York city. And they how they put them in like a, a four star hotel. Yes, and I then saw this. They've got more yes. families coming in. The single men, they were saying, "Hey, we need to usher you out, take you to Brooklyn to another place." And they're like, "No, we're not, we don't want to go." You know, even though it would it would yeah. provide housing for families that have come across, which tells you about the compassion of people that come here illegally to suddenly have a perspective of, "Oh no, no, we don't want any more coming in. <laughs> we don't want to be displaced right. from our wonderful." free housing in a four-star hotel in Manhattan. Yep. They're trying to convince them to go to the, the shelters yeah, right. now. And uh, I, I can't remember the name of the guy. Army cot. You've got me in this four-star hotel. Yeah, but he did you see how he was trying to lure them over to the thing? He pulled an orange out of yeah. his pocket. Hey, look, we have healthy <laughs> snacks. It's like, yeah, no, that's Unreal. not going to work. Unreal. They've got themselves, yeah, they've got themselves in a, a pickle. Now, there. Gallup poll is reporting something interesting. More and more citing government as the top U.S. problem. Whoa, oh. that's a shift. And number two Whoops. on that list is inflation, which is caused by the policy policies in our government. Also, the non-governmental institution known as the Federal Reserve, which once again, Jonathan knows about the Federal Reserve and the ruinous policies that it has. And, and I recognize I'm very hardcore. I'm not likely to ever want to ever run for office 
you know, he's going to have to deal with some stuff in there that ain't easy. Um, but he recognizes it's not a one and done. He goes in and it's like instantly everything changes any more than Ron Paul was under the impression that that would be all he would have to do is become president. Everything changes. It's a long, slow slog to get people to come on over. Now, some of this is the suffering that's happening that's causing people to wake up and see through a lot of the Democrat talking points and the big government Republican talking points for that matter and get us through that. So that's interesting. There's some shifts on out there. Uh, also, we're coming up on the state of the onion, as we say here. Uh, and apparently there's yes. an article from Gallup uh, saying that Americans are still glum about state of the union in most areas. Um, and again, well, well, yeah, I wonder why, you know, <laughs> it's the chicken or the egg or mm. both apparently. Um, yeah. The, it, it, to get Biden up there or whatever he is or who he is to, to do another state of the union, just, you know, you, we face palm through the whole thing. It's just embarrassing. But then again, we question again, a lot about the, uh, how he ever ended up there. And I think that what we're also witnessing is uh, whatever the deep staters on the Democrat party side of things from the Hegelian dialectic are going, I think we got to get this guy out of here before the next election cycle. Cause he's a disaster and they don't want Kamala either. Cause yeah. she's a disaster. I think they're propping up a, a, a Hillary. No, not a Hillary. She's done. How about the other lady, uh, Barack Obama's husband, wife, I'm sorry, wife. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Obama's wife. Yeah, I think really? I think they're setting it up for her. That's what Michelle yeah. Obama. They're they're thinking about that's having my her sense run? of it right now. That's that's a sense that I'm getting. No, yeah. well, really? who else are they going for? You tell me. That's mm. that's interesting because uh, I was reading something earlier today that um, Nikki Haley on the GOP yeah. side is uh, running for going to run for president as an alternative to. Isn't Donald Nikki Trump. Haley a, a neocon? I, I don't know. I'll be honest. I, with you. I just I don't remember know her being her, a little but... bit neoconish too much for me. Uh, yeah. And look, Trump, whatever you say about him, he wasn't diving headlong into every war like Biden. You know, there was some resistance there that was unique in his case. Uh, and I think, and as I said, it'd be a lot different if he indeed were president. I'm not saying he's the answer either, but the reality is there would be a lot of shift in terms of Ukraine, Russia, and all of that nonsense that's happening. Uh, so anyway, we, we will uh, leave some of these political things unless you guys got commentary, comments, questions. We'll open to it. Uh, we're open to it as well. Uh, Melanie Martin is going to join us in hour two. She's got a new book out uh, on uh, overcoming cancer. Let me see if I get this uh, the title right. It's in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. Save your life. The ultimate guide to the true history of cancer and how to ignite your own healing. And I met her at the uh, Red Pill Expo. She's a firebrand in her own right. Uh, so that's coming up. Can we talk about eye drops for a moment? Would that would you mind, Super Don? Can we, can we please? Yeah, eye drops. Eye drops. And, and okay. The reason right. is, I use eye drops. Yeah. So does my wife, and uh, I, I'm not big eye drop fan. But a few weeks back, after my big Florida six day tour, where I was just zonked out and and I I was under the weather from pushing myself too far. I had a lot of eye issues and I actually did use some eye drops. We'll talk about that. But I saw an article this morning and it's making national news out of the Associated Propaganda and the headline reads eye drops linked to US drug resistant bacteria outbreak including in, in this case in Utah where it was a local paper that I saw. And uh mm -hmm. I'm like all right, the the reason why I brought this up because it's not that unusual for it to happen, but it says drug resistant bacteria outbreak. So what they're telling you is that if you use 
this certain brand, apparently, and we'll, we'll mention it, that Esri Care Artificial. Okay, you see cares. that Esri Care? All right. So is that is that available yep. at Squalmart or something? You know? Okay. It is actually sold at Walmart. So it's yeah. a mainstream mass market yep. brand. It's not that you might get an infection, but you'll get an infection that no antibiotic is going to work for you. And I'm thinking this is a desperate time to do a, let's say, what is it called? A public uh, uh, service announcement, like a PSA? A PSA, yes. Multi-drug resistant infections. You you think that you're going to get an antibiotic if you're in the medical field to 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 hit this? Yet we're talking about resistant strains, and all you're going to do is damage your tissue and make more resistance happen. So if you're new to the Robert Scott Bell show, you're maybe you don't know. One of the few people that didn't get the memo. Silver is the most potent substance on the planet when in the right form the bioactive form of silver uh to basically eliminate directly and indirectly but directly bacterial infections including multi-drug resistant strains there's no evidence of drug resistance developed to the active state of silver that is the ion you remove an electron you have a positive charge now you have an electrical and uh even an oxidative potential locally that these bacterial species have no defense against True of many fungal species as well. So the bioactive silver hydrosol, which I use, I drop or spray in the eye, that is something you can utilize immediately. Now, if you're dealing with next level exposure to eye issues, infections, I was on the phone with a number of people today. Interestingly enough, the the eye uh, infection topic kept coming up. I'm like, what is going on here? Then I see that article. I'm thinking, super done. I got to cover this. One of the guys I talked to has some like rescue cats, feral cats, rescue cats. In his home, and he does a lot to protect himself because he knows of the the risk of you know any diseases that could come in. Tries to get them help, and you know changing the litter. He wears a mask, and he has a, a you know ventilation. But he says the dust is still up there, and I've got this thing in my eye, this infection in my eye, and he's concerned that it might be uh, parasitic, in this sense. And I said, well, it's a good thing you're talking to me because not only can silver address let's say the the bacterial and fungal, maybe even viral components, if you're concerned about that, but it can eliminate the food supply of amoebic-like parasites. But now that we have the bioactive copper hydrosol, I said, dude, I'm dropping this in my eyes. And this is what I was doing all that week along with the silver and the copper to overcome whatever was happening with my eyes. And I said, in that case, the copper, of course, has more powerful antifungal and antiparasitic direct properties. So if you have... And I know that the article is not talking about amoebic uh, infections necessarily or parasitic infections, but I thought this is an opportunity to say, hey, if any of you are concerned about uh, parasitic level infections in the eye or elsewhere, remember that copper plays a huge role in neutralizing parasitic life forms locally. And of course, there's systemic benefit to both silver and copper in terms of immune and inflammation response. So Superdon, uh, are you using, you, you mentioned like you knew this brand of, of eye drop that they're talking about in this article. Uh, is this something that you have utilized? I'm familiar. I saw the uh, I saw the report yesterday, mm-hmm. and it concerned me for just a moment because they were saying that uh, that this was sold at Walmart, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh yeah. crap!" Because I I buy uh, just regular artificial tears. What's in What's in those? Um, dare I ask? Artificial tears. Uh, just saline and antigens. Antigens. Oh wait a minute! No, sorry. Uh, oh, uh, I suddenly Peter Hotez oh, took God. over my body yeah, for a moment. Just, look, yeah, yeah. 
it I don't think it has anything in there to be concerned yeah. about. But, but you, uh, it's just it's, it mimics it mimics you know the the saline of of gotcha. So tears. Uh, artificial tears they call that. Yeah. So I don't know the ingredients of it, but yeah. that that would concern me obviously if it's causing infection too. But it doesn't sound like it was that brand. Yeah, but it's a different brand. And different and you've brand. seen even in Walmart they have Similison, <laughs> the homeopathic eye drops I've talked about for years, and and mm-hmm. that's also. What I they actually carry a lot of homeopathic stuff at in, in Yeah, you think there would be protests from the skeptics, yeah. but I think they've given up. I think they've given <laughs> up or they're trying. I mean, there's a there's a whole shelf uh of it uh over in like the cough and cold yeah. section. Yeah. Well, if the FDA has Clean. anything to do with it, they'd try to get rid of it, of course. Um that's part of the concern. So, if y'all are utilizing any of the homeopathic and or silver or copper, I would say please share your stories so people don't end up What is that one? They sell oh, this be gone. Yeah, remember we remember we had yeah. her. She was wanting to be a sponsor, and then her her uh, board yeah. didn't want us, didn't like us, because <laughs> we aren't yeah. leftist enough. That was the second time that happened. I've got I've got a few of these actually. I we ought to do a giveaway with oh, these. Okay. I've got. Do you still have any of I these don't left? Know. I thought I give away some of them too to people for friends yeah. as well. It's a homeopathic remedy with. Uh, it's also uh, has manuka mm-hmm. honey in it. And you, it has uh, like a, a Q-tip, mm-hmm. and you put it in your in your nostril, and it. Uh, Luff, what is this? Luffa operculata. Yeah, you got to practice your Latin. I'm yeah. sorry, expecto patronum. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay, so, uh, so. Uh, Stephen just had a good uh, maybe because I'm going for alliterations, you know, with Michael Bolden's. Um, Bi-weekly appearance, I think that is every other week. Bolden's <laughs> yeah. bi-weekly bash. That's not bad. Bolden's bi-weekly bash. I put that in the running. Mm. I think we need to have one of your polls go out when you get ready to do the next newsletter or one of them coming up between now and the next time we have Michael Bolden on. And he's welcome to come on today, although we're running out of time this hour. But uh, I think that would be interesting. Now, here's another uh, poll. We're talking about polls that are, are are shifting, showing the shifting sands in Congress and the Senate and among the people. Mm. Uh, this is a Breitbart article about it. It says, poll shows near even split on Congress providing more aid to Ukraine. Now, this <laughs> is to be a slam dunk when you talk about foreign ex- incursions. Like the Republicans were always 100% on board. The Dems, when if there was a Republican president, there would be some toe tappers in their anti-war socialist or something. And we would agree with them, not because they're socialists, but because they're not a big fan of war. Right. For instance. Right. But many of the Republicans were neocons. But we've seen a shift that the Republicans have been like, whoa, 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 enough of this stuff. So the poll was conducted by Heart Research and Associates and some other group. And let's see, it said 49 percent surveyed said Congress should provide more funding and weapons to Ukraine, while 47 percent said it should not. Margin of error three percent, so it's a pretty much even split. You know, I, I, I'm I'm a little confused. Okay, because you know it says here Congress has committed more than 113 billion dollars in aid yeah. to Ukraine since Russia invaded the country in February mm-hmm. yeah. of last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this, and I'm just. It seems like every other week I get a news flash, you know, because I get these alerts and stuff, and you're like that. Uh, Biden commits uh, another $2.4 billion to Ukraine. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, I'm going, you know, I remember there was a time where the idea of saying anything in, in using billion was, was just like, what? Yeah. Billion? Yeah. Now billion is nothing. I mean, there's just billions of dollars going here, billions of dollars going there. 
And, yeah. you know, the ultimate question is, where the heck is this money coming from? Mm-hmm. How did we all of a sudden have billion, extra, an extra billions of dollars yeah. lying around, yet, mm-hmm. you know, uh, w- when they're trying to pass budgets or, or, or uh, you know, uh, legislation to try and yeah. deal with, yeah. with the, the deficit and all that stuff like that? You know, it's just like, oh, we can't get rid of that. We can't get rid of that. We, we got to have that money and have that money. Yet mm-hmm. they somehow, somewhere... They've got an extra $113 billion they just keep sending to Ukraine. I understand it's not a black and white issue. I mean, some messed up stuff is happening in Ukraine. And we could get into talks about, you know, whether Ukraine is, you know, uh, you know, a good, you know, Zelensky, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if he's, you know, a nice guy or a good guy or not or whatever like that. But just put all that aside for just a moment. Where is this money coming from? Yeah. And much less, where is it going in reality? I mean, these are and, these are how they uh, basically uh, funnel money, you know, to those who get to touch it first, like whether it be military, industrial complex uh, uh, people or others. Or, you know, this is just a disaster for the, the remaining American people that have, uh, you know, a brain cell left to see what's going on here. You know, um, everybody's sitting here complaining, including me, about things like the price of eggs, right? <laughs> Yet those same people are like, yeah, let's give some, let's give five billion more to Ukraine. Yeah. Who's paying for that, or who's going to pay for that? Yep. Do we Got have a limit? Have- I mean, is there like yeah. a limit somewhere? Is there how much we can afford to send somebody? Well, as long as uh, uh, the foreign nations accept the Federal Reserve note and and you know take our debt, so to speak. Um, Here's a question: yeah, Who going. else is sending billions of dollars to Ukraine right now? I don't know. Is Leonardo good DiCaprio? I don't know. You know what I'm saying though? It's like, why us? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, if they, if, if that's the right thing you'll be doing, can't somebody else pitch in a few billion here and there, maybe something instead of us sending all this money that ultimately I don't think we have, no. <laughs> you know, it seems pretty Republican simple. Out of Missouri, Josh Hawley, Senator said, uh, he said, this is another forever war while China runs rampant undeterred. Uh, look, th- this is. Uh, I would like to see that both Republicans and Democrats would ally against the globalist deep staters from both parties and say enough of this. And, and this is where I do say, love Trump or hate Trump. He, when he says he would a- end this or it wouldn't happen under his watch, I believe that. I do. I really do. And again, I'm not getting into every aspect of Trump and what we like or don't like about him. Uh, I still think that uh, he, he won't win unless he recants all of his support for the the jab dude as far as trump goes i mean be honest with me mm-hmm. um based on what it is that you're seeing right now yeah i mean I, I just don't see him being able to win i just don't i just don't see it i, I don't i don't I, I don't know I just yeah i, I don't know i don't know that he can pull it off at this point i don't think he has the support i yeah i just don't know there's a lot that can happen between now and then but uh, it's it's an absolute disaster, this Ukraine-Russia mess. And I think whether you love Trump or hate him, the way he handled that aspect of it was a little bit different. You're not, you're not the perfect constitutionalist. I'm not saying that. But in this particular case, it would be it would be different. Uh, well, and here's uh, the question that, you know, a lot of people that are, are, are Trump supporters, mm-hmm. um, once, once they saw him just latch himself, attach himself to the vaccine the way that he did mm-hmm. can, can you overlook that can you just kind of just forget well, about that a lot of people are like me and others and we're just saying look until trump comes clean and says you know what 
that vaccine was not, you know, what I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, but you know what? How can he do that without flip-flopping? I don't know. You know I when we were in the when we were in the, in the height of crazy on this situation, mm -hmm. he was coming out there running around trying to make sure that everybody gave him credit yeah, of for the vaccine. He wanted the credit for the vaccine and saving millions of well, lives that he said, right? Do you really think that he could come out now mm -hmm. and go, oh, well, okay, I changed my mind. Yeah. Well, his downfall is his ego, as we know, right? We know that. And if and if he ever came to a point where you know what I've I've looked into this and and I have a different perspective and it, you can sense it was sincere yeah uh, whatever again again love Trump or hate Trump if you're more <laughs> personally he he's not the caricature that everybody makes him out to be on either side there's yeah. a real human being in that sense that has been lost in this we know we've talked about it because we have uh, friends that have worked with him extensively for years not just days or weeks um, and and so. Look, even DeSantis, if you go back and look at DeSantis' enthusiasm for the for the jab. But what I would say about both Trump and DeSantis is that at least they were not mandate people. Even in the midst of being as enthusiastic as both of them were, and maybe still are in, in terms of Trump, he was never one that said, I'm mandate, I'm not going to mandate it. Now, right. that's a fundamental distinction. Whether we disagree okay. on other things or not, that is significant. I'll give, I'll give you that. But then again, yeah. I, I go back to kind of what I was saying. Mm -hmm. um, would you still vote for Trump if he was against mandates, but he thought the vaccine was awesome and it saved yeah. millions of lives? I think and, that there are a lot of people that were Trump supporters that have been just taken out of that because of that very issue. That's another right. aspect of this. I agree. And then he's going to have to address that at some point if he really wants to try and win. Yeah. Uh Man, now we uh, debuted the Utah Safe and Effective documentary yesterday, and it's it's very powerful. It's very powerful. I, I was, you know, I got to uh, be in it to ask questions of people who had been injured about their experience, and there's more than that. Narrating things about the science and the conflicts of interest, the very cult-like. Uh, behavior of the combination between big pharma, big media, big government, all of that. It's really profound. And it's the first documentary I've seen that actually proffers a solution moving forward that dares to actually take head on the proverbial elephants in the room. And, you know, there's good things happening, as I said, politically and otherwise, because of the suffering, because of the devastation. We see a lot of people now have developed a new voting block beyond re Republican or Democrat to say, hey, what's your position on mandates? What's your position on masking? And on and on, and on it goes, uh, public health policy. And they're not in favor of what the Democrats, by and large, were in favor of. And yes, even some of the Republicans. Now, the, this article out of the Epoch Times, Joseph Lord writes in the headlines, House Passes Bills ending COVID-19 emergency, healthcare worker vaccine mandate. With the Republicans back in the majority, it says the U.S. House of Representatives on January 31st passed a series of bills related to COVID-19 pandemic and vaccines. And the GOP uh, majority in the lower chamber took up those two COVID-19 bills. And the first bill would officially declare an end to the public health emergency. And that's the only reason the only reason I believe Biden came out and said, hey, we're going to end it on May 11th because he was forced to. He was trying to get out ahead of it. Yeah, well, he, yeah. he's behind it, but he's trying to say, oh, OK, because now he has to. They don't want the emergency to end. But then we heard, we covered yesterday that the FDA says it doesn't even need the emergency declaration if the HHS <laughs> secretary says it. It's like, 
this government is not a government anymore. It's an absolute pharmaceutical corporation. And the other aspect, the Republicans have said, stop the mandate for even healthcare workers. So do I give credit to these Republicans for doing that? Heck yeah, I do. At the same time, do I acknowledge and say, hey, well, where were you the last uh, three years on this issue? How many of you spoke out? Now, granted, there are some that did, but as a block, no, they were cowards on this issue too. So what do you what do you do with that? Knowing that some of this is, yes, political expediency because the winds have shifted. And of course, the Democrats are going to shift if they want to be reelected to try to distance themselves from the mandates and the masking because it's not popular unless you're in San Francisco or the L.A., you know, proper scenario of places like New York City. And even there, there's some peeling off of that support. But Freedom for Healthcare Workers Act. The bill passed 227 to 203, including seven Democrats, repealing the mandate for healthcare workers to get the jab. I mean, who in their right mind could support the jab that clearly doesn't work and is clearly dangerous unless you, you know, drink and still that pharmaceutical Kool-Aid, you have loads of conflicts of interest. And again, the documentary that I was part of goes into those conflicts of interest and, and just doesn't let loose of them relentlessly shows all of the lack of scientific rigor on and on it goes. And then ultimately how we can't proceed forward unless there is a separation of medicine and state. Oh, good Lord. That's the big one, isn't it? How, how many of you think that anything would be resolved as long as big pharma holds such sway over public health policy and, or medicine and healthcare, which is not healthcare. So this is a, a huge sea change of recognition that may be coming up, coming to the fore because of what we've been through. Unnecessary uh, suffering to help us wake up and see th- some of the things that I've been talking about for years. In fact, you know, when when Ron Paul started talking about End the Fed, remember that? He wrote a book, End the Fed, and there was, they had endthefed.com, all of that. I, I immediately got the website, and I've never done anything with it, End the Med, endthemed.com. Why? Because much like ending the Federal Reserve monopoly control over money, I wanted to end the medical monopoly control over healthcare, endthemed.com. So if anybody wants to use it or help me develop that, I think the time has come to, to bring that out now as well and the medical monopoly. And that's going to be a winning argument. And having Jonathan Eboard in the United States Senate, knowing what he knows, tackling the oligarchy as he has, it will be a voice that you've not heard in a long time since Ron Paul has been in the House of Representatives, I believe. And I think he can encourage the people that are already there, like Ron Johnson, who, by the way, was also initially big time in favor of the COVID jabs. And Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, who certainly not far from his you know, father in that context, but still as a physician, there are things that Jonathan Emore can bring to the U.S. Senate that will be quite unique, that haven't, haven't been there in a long time, maybe if almost if ever. All right, let's see what else we got to do to wrap up this hour. Uh, pregnancy, pregnancy. Super Don is not pregnant, despite rumors to the contrary. He is not. And that's not a dig at anything. Or yet. is he? Oh, wait, no. Uh, no, you're not. Uh, dun, dun, not. Dun. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But I bring this up only because there's an article from Breitbart that says pregnancy is not a disease. Like, really? You just now figured that out? <laughs> uh, 
pro-life groups are blasting Biden administration for considering an abortion public health emergency declaration. Like what? Yeah. Like I said, there's never a time where there can't, there has to be an emergency always about something because it, you know, we've talked about the controversy of um, Roe versus Wade at the, at the federal level, which was bad law, whether you're for abortion or against it, the federal government doesn't have the constitutional authority to make this, you know, this is a state level issue. And it's always going to be a controversy, and there are always going to be states that are supportive of it and states that are not because it's a cultural difference. There are 50 experiments of the union. It wasn't supposed to be a one-size-fits-all United States of America. So the federal government was never supposed to do that. Yet here we have the federal government, because it's controlled by others that don't have a, uh, a perspective on life in the same way that others do, they are wanting to go, hey, maybe we can get away with declaring an, an abortion emergency. Public health emergency declaration. Yeah. Um, so my question is, what what happens if you, I mean, are we looking at him by doing so, then having the same types of powers uh, that he had when he declared COVID a public health emergency? Well, that's the intimation here. I mean, is it going to be mandatory abortions? I mean, they're going to mandate abortions? I mean, what do they do during the, the public health emergency on COVID? Are they mandated uh, shots. And masks call it yeah or yeah so yeah. what do you do with an, uh, a, a declared public health emergency on abortion what i mean even if you're for it you got to be thinking this is not going to go over well this is going to cause more backlash against your position as i said if you're in california you're likely always going to have access to abortion if you're in uh utah or texas or something more conservative states there's likely going to be some restrictions on it or maybe completely but that's the nature of the state level uh, autonomy and authority over making laws over things that the federal government is not, it hasn't been enumerated to have that kind of power, but these are the kind of machinations that occur. And of course, a lot of it is to keep playing up the Hegelian dialectic, keep us separate, divided, et cetera. Now we talked yesterday to a couple was, I think it was yesterday's show talking about population replenishment, how infertility is on the rise to such a degree that we're seeing levels of replacement you know, people die and then you have, you know, kids born that is not replacement level. And what that means for the future, most people haven't looked at that and how devastating that is. It's not as simple as you think, oh, yeah, we'll have more space, we'll have more stuff. It's like, no, 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 there's a lot of things that will collapse if you cannot replace population. Uh, so go back and listen to yesterday's show in the archives at robertscottbell.com and you'll see some of the things that many, few people are talking about. So when uh, we hit hour two in a moment, I said, Melanie Martin is going to come on the show for the first time. I met her at the uh, Red Pill Expo. We'll talk about her new book and her perspective on all of these things. Uh, she's a fireball. We, we love her. She's amazing. Uh, we'll, we'll hit that. Also, I want to say, uh, again, thank you to those that support this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty, including all you individuals that are out there just by sharing the show. You help us. For those of you who have stepped it up and are, are patron support of the Robert Scott Bell Show, God bless you. You guys are awesome. And we have our week or monthly, I said, AMAs. And we get to give back to you as well because a lot of gifts coming from our friends at Na like Sovereign Silver and other things. We, we've given away Cardio Miracle before. It's just so much fun to say thank you to you. But we have our uh, monthly AMAs. I'd love, love for you to be a part of as well. Also, uh, Nutritional Frontiers, fantastic products. They've got a lot of their detox products on sale to keep your resolutions going in the new year here. February all month long, 15% off. All of these uh, detox-focused formulas uh, you see on the screen if you're watching, including Power Cleanse and more, Candy Kill, a lot of great stuff. 
live complete, a liver focused formula, 15% off. And guess what? Because you're part of the Robert Scott Bell show family, you get an additional 15% off when you enter the code RSB 15. How about that? Also new classes are starting up at Trinity school of natural health, trinityschool.org. And that's Monday, this coming Monday, that would be, let's see the third, fourth, about the sixth or so I'm guessing. And love for you to partake in any or all of their class or classes, body, mind, spirit, education. We desperately need more of that. And if you're a doctor, if you're a nurse and you're, if you're a pharmacist, these are the things you didn't get taught in your allopathic training. And this will help you moving forward big time. So trinityschool.org, also the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, virtual expo, the February 18th and 19th. You can watch it from the comfort of your own home or the Whova app. For three months, you'll have access to all of the lectures that you couldn't see even if you were there and even more that are being submitted for this. So that's big. And right after that, the 22nd through the 25th of February, join me in Atlanta area, Buford, uh, basically the Lake Lanier Islands Resort. And we've got a three-day event. Tia Severino's put it on next-steps.info. Did I get that right, Super Don? I think I did. Next-steps.info. And you can get 10% off your tickets while they're available with the code RSB10. And there's loads more than I have time to relate, but check out the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com for all the online events and otherwise. And I was just uh, uh, talking with uh, G. Edward Griffin. They had nailed uh, a location and a time and a date for the next Red Pill Expo. And then the hotel conference center got wind of what we're all about, Red Pill. And they said, oh, no, we don't want you here. Yeah, that still happens. People are afraid of freedom. They're afraid of being red pilled, but you're not. That's why you're here tuning into the Robert Scott Bell show and sharing the show. God bless you. I love you for it. One more quick note, a reminder, the Folium PX product from Babria Oren, Folium, F-O-L-I-U-M-P-X.com. He was there with us supporting G. Edward Griffin and the Red Pill Expo as well. And supporting my mom at 89 years of age. She's back dancing again. Thanks to Folium PX and the three-pronged approach. You guys plug in and see what it can do for you. Next level, Chernobyl level antioxidant if you understand what I'm saying. And uh, foliumpx.com, use the code RSB10 or just call them and say, hey, Robert Scott Bell sent me. And it'll get you a little discount on that too. All right, with that, let's take a pause, a little bit of an education breather. And uh, I've got uh, one more story. I think it relates to, uh, uh, yeah, it's a health me- it's a health and medicine topic related to uh, politics, COVID mistakes and such. And then Melanie Martin will join us for the first time. Looking forward to that. You guys are going to have fun because I am too. And Super Don might have fun too. I think he will. Thanks for being here. God bless y'all. We'll be right back. The power to heal is yours. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. All right, back at it here. Uh, again, exciting times. Jonathan E. Moore declaring for the United States Senate uh, in Virginia and a major endorsement. Looks like it's going to come through. We'll hopefully be able to announce it officially tomorrow, uh, something that rarely if ever happens. It's big time. Uh, very exciting. Uh, also, as I mentioned, upcoming events. Stay, t- stay in touch with us. If you haven't yet received our newsletters, it's because Super Don's been a slacker. No, no, he's not been a slacker. He's so busy. They hasn't sent him out in a while. Uh, you guys were getting spoiled. So they're very special when he does send them out, and that'll include upcoming events. Uh, and, and we'll be adding more, including the Red Pill Expo, when we have confirmation of the next uh, date and time and place. 
uh, you'll want to stay in touch with us on that. This hour, Melanie um, uh, Martin's going to be with us. Uh, and she was at the Red Pill Expo. That's where I first met her, and she's got a new book out. We'll talk to her in just a moment. Uh, but also want to uh, acknowledge this guy, Dr. Pierre Corey. I, Super Don, I don't remember if we've had Pierre Corey on. We've had a lot of folks on the show. Uh, but No, I don't think we have. I don't, and I've met him, of course, over the course of many of these events. He's written a book, "The War on Ivermectin: The Medicine That Saved Millions and Could Have Ended the COVID Pandemic." And of course, he's been pilloried in the press, etc. And he he's pushing back, and he's got an article. I think it originally appeared on Fox News. Um, it was an op-ed there, and uh, pretty pretty amazing that they he wrote this. But basically, he says five COVID mistakes Biden's new chief of staff must admit. Now he's not going to admit it, but. Uh, at least he's calling him out. Let's just go through these five very quickly, and then we'll uh, continue on with the subject matter at hand, overcoming cancer and more. Uh, let's see. Of the innumerable failed and damaging policies enacted by our captured federal government, um, Pierre Corey says, I focused on these five in the op-ed, and he says, feel free to make fun of me for the ones I did not include, but my defense will be that there are tight word limits on op-eds. Because, yeah, you, people will say, oh, well, you didn't mention this, and you didn't mention this. It's like anybody's looking to criticize everybody who's trying to do good work now. Just take it on face value, the five here, and let's go through them very quickly. You can go full screen on that, too, if you want, Super D. I'm just going to read through them briefly. Number one, admit promises about experimental mRNA vaccines fell short. And he says, yeah, that's the understatement of the, I'd say, the millennia. I mean, can they admit that? Can they go, well, yeah, we uh, we thought we had promise. It just fell a little short. Yeah, they won't even say that. I I. I'm going to guess they're not going to do it. Number two, acknowledge that repurposed generic drugs should play a role in the ongoing fight against COVID. And he says then, yeah, right, not in the United States of pharma, but hey, don't blame me for trying. You know, I've called us the United States of Drug America years ago. And again, welcome, Pierre Corey, to the, to the battle. Uh, but, you know, where have you guys been? You know, you got it all wrong for so many years, and this is not me going, oh, I'm going to yell at Pierre Corey for not knowing it. I'm just acknowledging that there have been people in this battle for decades like Jonathan E. Mord, that their time, the time has come to now acknowledge it. That's a good thing. Number three, scrap plans for annual COVID-19 jabs. In parenthesis, uh, Pierre Corey says, if they do go through with this, that will set the newest record for absurdity, which, like he said above, will not hold top spot for very long. Number four, immediately remove all pandemic mandates. In parentheses here, he says there are so many hills to die on in fighting against the COVID fraud and corruption. But as an American who is deeply committed to medical ethics, this is the first one. Yes, mandates are there's no place for mandates in a free society, period. And that, they're still fighting for it. The, the Republicans that have gained control of the House barely have now uh, pushed with a, a bill to eliminate mandates for even healthcare workers from the federal level. Will the Democrats in the Senate fight against it? Will the Republicans in the Senate be for it? We'll see. Uh, one more thing, number five, concede that vaccine injuries are real and call off the merchants of doubt. This is this is you know, could be number one because so many people are suffering, so many good people that some were what Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. They believed all the lies. They were naive and they thought, I'm going to do this because this is going to help end this thing. I'll protect grandma, grandpa, on and on it went. But they were lied to and now they're suffering tremendously and they have been abandoned by the people that told them most vociferously, you must get the shot to be a responsible human, much less American. Uh, he says the propaganda narrative that they trial ballooned in the past week, you know, the one where they tried to portray the vaccine injured as faking it, which literally focused on one of his patients, he says, is just the latest salvo that sent me over the edge. And this is, uh, 
This is why these documentaries are so important, like anecdotals by my friend Jen Sharp, because the mere sharing of the stories is something that's being met with such objection, such furious annihilation of humanity, the, you know, the sense that we have any compassion for one another, all the li- along the lines of a political, my team's in, so I'm going to support them no matter what. And that's why the emerging voting bloc is not Republican or Democrat. It is, hey, what's your position on the mandate, on the shutdowns, on the lockdowns, on public health, should another declared pandemic occur? Where do you stand on that? What did you do? And it's based on that, that I believe Jonathan Emord will wipe the floor with Tim Kaine, even if they have more money at the, at the present time. It might be different as you guys and gals support Jonathan Emord's uh, run, which includes upcoming events, which one, maybe, maybe Melanie will be at, our friend that's joining me right now, because it's going to be in Glendale, uh, California on the 18th of February, 7 p.m. And there's a link to RSVP, but let's welcome right now to the Robert Scott Bell Show stage, which I think she, you've, she's been an actor, model, all kinds of stuff. She knows about the stage. And she was on the stage at the Red Pill Expo as well. Melody Martin, welcome. Uh, hi, nice to see you. Good to see you. Now, I'm looking at your hair. I'm like, that wasn't the hair I saw in pictures from you in Costa Rica recently. I uh, know. I didn't have a blow dryer with me in Costa Rica. <laughs> it was more like an afro. Yeah. I'm thinking of the humidity and everything. It would be a lot different there. Now you're back home. Uh, but welcome to the show. And it was so nice to meet you, you know, a little bit at the uh, uh, Red Pill Expo. And you were just talking to me about the the coming of the book that was uh, uh, going to be released. And it was just released on, you know, Amazon and all booksellers. And it did reach the charts up at the highest bits of the charts. So you're now an Amazon bestseller with your book. I There's am. Book. It's very exciting. I'm honored. And, you know, I wrote this book for everyone else. I have all the information in my head. So mm-hmm. I want this to be readily available to everyone. Um, you know, it's not common knowledge. So I think it can help a lot of people. And it turns out a lot of people are liking it. So I'm so yes. happy. Yeah. So it's called Save Your Life, The Ultimate Guide to the True History of Cancer and How to Ignite Your Own Healing Powers. So what is it, Melanie? And, it, and you forgive me because I don't know if a lot of people in my audience know you yet and know your backstory and your background and you're in the LA area. We think of that as, you know, the, what we've seen with the leftist Hollywood elitist hate America, be all for socialism and be for big pharma, even though they used to describe big pharma as something that couldn't be trusted. Tell me about a little bit about that journey of your navigation through that consciousness in your life. Sure. Um, Well, my background is acting. So I was in the entertainment industry and very consumed by it. Um, and I, you know, I loved, I loved the art. Um, however, when the mandates came out, it was, you know, you need to get a vaccine or you're not welcome on set. And, you know, coming off of a couple of big films I'd done the year before I was getting some offers and pretty substantial offers (laughs) and, uh, I couldn't do it. So I just took that as the message from the universe that this was my exit and I just decided to dedicate my the rest of my life and, and all of my time to helping humanity heal mm-hmm. naturally. And um, yeah, I think it's it's amazing. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just quit. But sometimes in those bad moments, it's like the greatest blessing. So uh, I think the universe was giving me the little nudge like it's time. <laughs> Go do something that really means something. I think, though, there's a a hidden aspect of people in in the creative arts. Not everybody is what we saw and seen. 
yet many of those people either had to leave that area or find another way to produce on their own because of the the ridiculous and dangerous mandates you know and masking and distancing and all of that not rooted in any sound science but Mm -hmm. an emotional feel good you know you're one of us or you're not one of us and of course many people that were part of that consciousness suddenly found themselves with no home right that that was part of their normal place of being creative artists and such and now they were rejected because they differed on one particular issue albeit an important one on health and healing no for sure um there was massive changes that took place in my life during covid um you know I, i had a lot of friends that were like melanie you need to wear a mask and i'm like no I I don't believe in this. And they're like, well, then you're, you know, a grandma killer. And so, you know, I distanced myself from quite a few people and my circle got so small. I joke that it became a triangle. So, um, you know, you, you resonate and, and magnetize to you people of like mind and, you know, my circle is super small and, and I'm protective of it. And, uh, like I said earlier, I feel like, you know, we're just being guided to where we're supposed to be with whom and doing what. So that's really what identified itself for me in that journey. And another aspect of what I thought about California is it was always kind of crunchy granola. It was about holistic medicine, natural medicine, herbal medicine. And yet right. it's been one of the most staunch, you know, uh, uh, stomping on people who said, you know what, I can care for my immune system in a different way that doesn't require these shots and all these distances that make my health worse. So how do you explain that cognitive dissonance, I guess? I truly believe that Hollywood is owned by pharma. I mean, all of our, you know, news outlets and, and big entertainment conglomerates, their biggest sponsors are brought to you by Pfizer. So, you know, it's, um, it's not, it doesn't surprise me. These people are pretty much all bought and paid for. And I mean, even Netflix, for example, was, was so adamant about the vaccine that even like crew, um, you know, anybody, a part of a production must have been vaccinated. So, I mean, they took some really big, big positions on that. And I felt equally as strong in the opposite perspective. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it was obvious to me, like Hollywood's just owned, you yeah. know? And I've seen very so, few uh, sincere apologies from those who were pushing the hardest on this when it yep. becomes now so obvious that the shots don't work. There's no science to support masking and distancing and yet mostly radio silence from them. Yeah, it's really disturbing. But, you know, I'm a big fan of Nuremberg 2.0. I don't know about you. Yeah, well, I think uh, bringing it back wouldn't be a bad thing. Of course, Vera Sharav, who we've had on this show, we're going to have on tomorrow again, has a new documentary series about the parallels of the rise of Nazi Germany and what happened in the 20th century and what is emerging now. And many people try to dismiss those things, but she's a survivor of that time frame. She's got some serious street cred on it. And I urge everybody to watch the documentary that's been released one hour a night uh, this week as well. As well as having compassion for the people who have been injured and now have been abandoned by the people that they thought were their family and their friends. They're all welcome here as you are too, Melanie. And how did you connect with uh, G. Edward Griffin and the Red Pill Expo? That was kind of cool. Oh, Mr. Griffin. I just love him and his wife, Pat. I've adopted them, um, whether they like it or not. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I met Mr. Griffin back in 2015. Um, Besides my book, which is actually a complimentary piece to a documentary I've been working on uh, for 15 years, it's called Cure This, and it will be released this year. 
uh, I wanted to interview Mr. Griffin for that documentary. So the documentary is going to explore the cancer industry because it is an industry. Uh, it's the only disease that has its own industry. Um, and the truth kind of about pharma and, and what's really going on uh, with, with that. Uh, so I interviewed Mr. Griffin back then and we became fast friends and uh, have since been involved in, in helping them heal themselves naturally. And um, yeah, we've gotten really close. So he asked me to be a part of the Red Pill Expo and, and showcase um, this technology that I'm working with. It's out of Germany and Russia. Uh, it's a really advanced med tech that's AI. And then also give me a platform to pre-release my book. So it was very what, kind. What can you say about that technology that won't get you in any trouble? Because I don't want you in trouble. But Oh, uh, well, I'm probably already in trouble. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it uses light frequency. Um, everything in existence has its own unique frequency. So you can identify something by its frequency. Um, you know, whether it's you, me, or a disease, or, you know, a certain vertebra in my spine, each thing has its own frequency. Uh, so do bacteria and viruses and funguses, et cetera, as well as parasites. So when you can identify something based on a frequency, it's impossible to be wrong because numbers don't lie. Mm. So it's a, it's a beautiful new way to, um, uh, identify what is going on. I think, you know, um, a lot of doctors that, that I even work with, um, you know, in my network or my community, um, as well as doctors that are still within Western medicine are realizing like Western medicine is very limited. I think there's a time and a place for everything. I really do. And if my arm got cut off in an accident, I would want to go have it stitched back on. If they can you do know, it, they can do it, right? There yeah. isn't an, an herb I can take to put it back on, you know? Um, but I think it's a time and a place. And sadly, a lot of their testing capabilities that they use in Western medicine are detrimental to the human body. There's a lot of radiation exposure. Um, in fact, I watched a documentary not too long ago on Netflix and it was, uh, I won't remember the name, which is horrible. Maybe, oh gosh, anyways, it had to do with um, medical devices and how they were approved by the FDA. And they brought up, for example, the CT scan, which yeah. is used thousands of times every day. I mean, it's, the most used testing that they use in the hospitals. Uh, anyways, when it was brought to the FDA, there was nine people that said, absolutely not. We will not approve this because it is 100% carcinogenic, mm -hmm. which means if you're exposed to it, some people will develop cancer. Not everyone, but it it is absolutely uh, carcinogenic uh, treatment. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we've got to work hard to counteract those exposures. Yeah. You know, one of my friends who you probably met briefly there at the red pill, Babri Oren, he's originally from uh, Tbilisi, Georgia uh, and Israel. And he, he's brought forth the folium PX to counteracts radiation from a supplemental perspective, very powerful, uh, which is very important. And again, it sounds like your technology also is uh, connected to help remedy that. But how did you initially, did you go to Russia? I mean, how did you encounter this? Uh, well, that story I won't share because that could get me in trouble. <laughs> um, but anyways, let's just say I, I found somebody was willing to help me obtain said device. There's okay. only four of them in the U.S. So, oh um, yeah. So, so if people want to come see you and try it out, is that something that's I mean, I don't want to put it out there if you don't want to, but you know, a lot of people need help. 
Absolutely. So yeah, I was just going to finish with the CT scan. There was nine people that said, no, we cannot approve this. It has to have a black box warning. You know, this causes cancer. So interestingly enough, those nine people either lost their jobs or were fired and the CT scan got approved. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about in Western medicine. So it's nice to have something that is non-toxic and not detrimental to the human body to get proper diagnoses through. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, any of your listeners, if they're, you know, have some health things going on, uh, they're more than able to, you know, message me on Instagram. Um, okay. I'm pretty active on there. We have um, your website too, melaniemarden.com. It's a Melanie with an IE and M-A-R-D-E-N.com. And yeah. I think there's a contact as well. They can go there. You can just submit a, a, you know, contact kind of thing request. Yeah. Or even just a DM on Instagram. I, I'm, okay. I'm always on my phone. It's super easy. So uh, I can offer a free consultation to, to your viewers. I, I like to kind of okay. see that, you know, I might be able to help somebody before I just, you know, do they, do do they need to be them. in the LA area to see you or is it remote too? I don't well, know. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, it's not usually something I advertise, but this mm -hmm. device is a quantum AI med tech. So that means artificial intelligence in a quantum realm. So I don't have to be with somebody side by mm -hmm. side. Um, I could have a blood sample or, you know, a, a piece of their DNA and their I sample, can whatever, into yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So they can mail that to me. So we'll work around logistics of uh, time and space. Wow. Fantastic. Well, you're doing extraordinary work and uh, you are tenacious. And I, you know, I was talking to Super Don as we, we were chatting with you briefly before we went to air. I'm like, don't mess with Melanie. She's tough. She doesn't take no prisoners right the sense of your energy of like what you've gone through battled through to be who you are and what you do thank you so much that means a lot um you know in life we have adversity everyone does and it's what you do with it and you know losing my mom broke me it absolutely mm -hmm. shattered me to pieces and i decided to turn that into my my purpose and i don't want to see others go through what i went through because what I went through was being lied to by Western medicine and no one deserves to lose their mom over a lie. Mm. Um, you know, so yeah, my mom passed away with cancer. Um, I lost my brother to, um, you know, a reaction to the vaccine. Uh, it's been an ongoing pharma against Melanie life. So, um, yeah. like I said, time and a place for everything, but there's very little that pharma offers that nature doesn't already have in perfect form. Yeah, well, they patent their drugs. <laughs> so many of us on this journey in this lifetime have, have mirrored or echoed, uh, you know, your experience in their own way. Like our, our buddy Ty Bollinger, yeah, he lost his his mom, his dad, his you know, so many relatives to not necessarily cancer as they learned later. The treatment for it, for instance, Correct. the allopathic medicine, the medical monopoly, and mm -hmm. it's driven many of us uh, long before COVID in some cases. Although some people, it's taken COVID to wake them up and. Uh, I don't mean to make criticism of people that just arrived. I'm happy that no. they're here. But I also say we need to invite the people that have been right for decades right. to the table. That's the that's where we've gone wrong because those people have been denigrated, dismissed. Oh, they're not one of us. They don't have the right degrees, etc. Right. They have been right, proven right time and time again. And, you know, the mistake we make now is if the same experts that didn't know it until COVID are still considered the experts to guide us out or prevent protect us from the next mess yeah. we are asking for trouble you've got yeah. to bring all these folks that know better and have known better for a long time i agree you know i think there there needs to be a bridge um you know there like i said there's a time and a place for western medicine it's necessary 
But if we can do something else to test, to treat that is non-toxic with no side effects and beneficial in many ways, why not choose that first? You know, but if somebody is really sick and they have, you know, a blood contamination and they need IV antibiotics, that's the time and place. Um, but, you know, I feel like it's very much a, a we against them and it, it, it doesn't have to be. I think that we all need to keep an open mind and be less judgmental, um, you know, and everyone's doing the best they can with the information they have. And so I try to be peaceful about it, but yeah, yeah. there definitely things need to change. <laughs> Yes. And, and another question on the human experience that you've been through in, in COVID being in Hollywood and, and, and entertainment and things. Uh, have you made a lot of new friends through this as much as others that just, you know, just kind of you found out they weren't your friends really in reality? Have you made completely new circles of friends in this time? Yes, absolutely. It's been beautiful. Um, I have a great um, goddess tribe around me of powerful women healers that you know, don't have degrees that are very clever. <laughs> um, but I've also made a lot of doctor friends that have stepped away. Um, one of my favorite doctors is Dr. Carrie Madej. Yes. And, you know, she's actually dropped the doctor title, which I just, mm. I'm so proud of her. You know, um, what a brave woman to observe the way she has been lied to, yeah. limited with, and decided to step outside of that so that she's not limited to the way that she can help somebody heal. Um, just an incredible girl. So, yeah, I mean, I've met all kinds of wonderful people like you. Yes, thank you. I, I, I acknowledge what you said about Carrie Made. I mean, she's so spirit-driven that this has been my focal point. A lot of the corrective measures that need to be taken, and it's up to them to do it, is the abandonment of the spirit in their allopathic profession. It became a materialistic, reductionist, godless, spiritless endeavor. Mm -hmm. You know, as yeah. you mentioned, even, you know, the idea of putting an arm back on. Yes, there's a mechanical aspect to that. But there's also the spiritual energy, the, the vital force that it also plays a role in all of these things. And that was not part of their training. And they must come to it if they're going to regain, you know, their integrity, their sanity, all of that. And Carrie has done that. And I uh, respect her immensely. She was great. We had such a nice time with her at the, the Red Pill Expo as well at the last one. Yeah, she's amazing. But I think you, you hit the nail on the head because it's not just Western medicine that's lost their connection to source or God. Mm -hmm. It's everyone. And that is so integral in someone's well-being. Um, although it's not most people's fault. Because, you know, there's fluoride in the water, which disconnects us from our highest self. There's, you know, contaminants being sprayed and causing, you know, neural issues. And um, our food sources are GMOs. Like all of these things disconnect us from our true self, which is our highest self or God. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's about coming back to self, source, God, and uh, getting in alignment with that for your highest well-being. Yes. Beautiful. Now, do you have any upcoming events? I mentioned the, uh, my friend, Jonathan E. Mord has an event Glendale, uh, coming up the 18th of February, which would be great to see you there if that's possible. Or, and maybe I say, bring out those folks that actually believe in freedom. Cause he's a guy that's taken on the FDA and beaten him back eight times and no other attorney has ever done that. And he understands what's the threat to our freedom. Uh, so he's a great guy in that context, but you know, any other events that you've got coming up that people might want to know about? 
Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually with Dr. Carrie Midday. We're going to Mexico to Anarchapulco. So I'll be speaking there. Um, got a couple other speaking engagements to kind of showcase, you know, the natural ways of healing, especially when it's, uh, related to cancer. Um, and then, you know, book tour and that sort of thing. So very excited. And then the film's going to come out this year and that's the one I'm so excited for people to see. Well, tell me a little bit more about it. It's like a documentary on overcoming cancer, kind of a companion piece or more than that. Um, actually the film started first. I've been working on the film for 15 years since I lost my mom. I've been researching it and what I learned just rocked the very foundation of what I thought this world was. Um, so I had my red pill back then. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, the film is about the truth that kind of the journey of the unraveling of what I learned. Um, and the truth and, you know, there's undercover footage of me and chemo wards and, you know, like I really kind of dig in and, and interview all of these people who have witnessed cancer be cured. And the sad thing is a lot of these doctors are dying mysteriously. And so I wanted to make sure that people knew that these doctors weren't just trying to cure cancer, you know, they're risking their lives to do so. So um, it's quite a powerful piece and it's in final post-production right now. It's called Cure This and we're not talking about cancer mm. because it was actually cured in the 1930s. Nice. Yeah, no, you're very aware of it. And of course that, you know, G. Edward Griffin, you know, for sure, that is the truth. That's a fact. Yeah. So you're in post-production. That means all of the, the footage is there. Now you're putting it all together. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's exciting. It's I had no idea what I was signing up for, but yes, it's very exciting. And I well, can't we'll wait to share to, it with the world. Yeah, we'll have to bring you back on at least at that point in time to help everybody know about it and how to access it. As I said, uh, I love film, whether it be documentary or feature. When it's done, you know, it can be so uh, uplifting as well and empowering as opposed to disempowering like much of what comes out of Hollywood. Uh, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thrilled. And I think that, you know, if you have a talent and a gift in that arena, uh, it might come full circle where you, you end up doing it again because the people have changed and transformed and want to come together and not do it the, the way it's been done. Right. Yeah. Instead of negative programming, it's positive programming. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's truthful and it can be confronting, but you know, there's a lot of solutions presented as well as the book. The book is the complimentary piece to the film. Uh, it's kind of like your guide, your hand, you know, your tool that you can refer to should mm -hmm you know, this present in your life, because mathematically speaking, it's going to touch everybody. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Melanie, great, greatly appreciate you. Uh, check out the website, melaniemartin.com. And if you don't know how to spell it, it's, it's linked up in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. This is the 2nd of February, Groundhog Day. I didn't even mention that. I don't know what it, Groundhog Day is not big in LA or out West. It was big back East. We had yeah. uh, different, that was a big day in, in the Southeast and the, in the Northeast, but uh, also the save your life book. And, uh, we have that linked up if you want to get it on Amazon or however else you get it. It's also directly linked in our, at our website, but save your life, the ultimate guide to the true history of cancer and how to ignite your own healing powers. And, uh, that looks like it's available as a, a Kindle and a hardcover and a paperback. It looks like it is. So, uh, maybe people can get it and you have you sign a copy when they see you. I would love that. And also just to link my Instagram because I'm so active on there and people really do use that tool a lot. It's at official Melanie Martin. Yes, there it is. I got it here and like, yeah, I'm seeing what's going on there. Oh yeah. You've got today's uh, show on there now. You I do. 
Yeah, no, I can't compete when it comes to, uh, I just barely hang on with this Instagram. I try to at least give a, an image of the show each day, but I'm like clueless when it comes to how to actually use these things. So yeah, <laughs> there, there's Melanie. I could learn a lot uh, from you <laughs> and how to work it. Aw, thanks. I'm active on it, dude. You're you're on these shows all day, and you know while I'm going back and forth to seeing clients, I'm on my Instagram. So yeah, I'm, well, I'm very excited to hear about the technology you're working with, and um, maybe I dare say it, I don't want to overhold you to the show, but maybe I could ask you one more question about that. If you have sure. even one story to share about how that technology has helped somebody that you've worked with, sure. yeah, yeah people want to go. What's the practical side of that? That sounds so wild that this technology even exists. Sure. Um, okay. Uh, I'll give you an example from a woman I, I actually did months ago, but I was just sharing this story today. Mm -hmm. uh, she was waking up every morning very nauseous. She's had four kids. She, she thought she was having morning sickness, but this went on for nine months and she wasn't pregnant. So we, uh, we did her scan and what showed up was really, really, really high amounts of arsenic in her blood. So what was happening is it was laying dormant during the night. She would get up and start moving. The blood would start pumping. The arsenic was poisoning her, making her feel nauseous. Um, we figured it out that her jacuzzi is run on city water. I checked the government websites for the city water, and it has 234 times the legal limit of arsenic in it. So wow. she's being poisoned from her jacuzzi. Nice find that thing. That's impressive. And so yeah. uh, I, I, I assume that you could put in energies that could counteract it. Of course, as a homeopath, one of the things I would do is arsenic in a homeopathic form uh, to elicit an elimination. We know that the uh, light curing light concept works mm -hmm. there. From album. So uh, what else uh, was there as far as uh, energies that are brought forth or other um, remedies that you helped her with? So yeah, we discussed doing some chelation of the blood with a, a zeolite, which is a natural smart binder. Yeah. So it would help to bind. It's got an electrical charge on it. It'll bind to a positively charged toxin and help the body to eliminate it. Um, zeolite's a, a pretty good, safe go-to for a lot of people. I had another uh, gentleman, um, actually a surgeon, uh, uh, who's in practice still. So I was impressed he was open-minded enough to try it. Uh, we found, or, or the scan found, uh, he had calcification of his pancreas mm -hmm. and I checked everything else I could find on the scan and I couldn't understand why. So I started going through, you know, my, uh, trying to solve the puzzle and I asked him, do you take vitamin D3? And he said, I do. I take it, you know, every day. I'm like, well, that's great. But do you take it with K2? because vitamin D3 on its own can cause calcification of our organs. So it turns out he's been taking vitamin D3 by itself. So we started to supplement the K2 and uh, the calcification has started to minimize since. Another nice find. And of course, our friends at Cardio Miracle who were there supporting G. Edward Griffin at the Red Pill Expo, <coughs> we found, <laughs> excuse me, we found, it was very exciting to find that not only were we facilitating prolonged uh, production of nitric oxide, but they found that formula facilitated the use of, of the stored D in many people that don't have metabolic function at the right level to take that stored D and, and turn it to the active form for full utilization. So another aspect of the, you know, the D scenario, when people are not doing it right, they can end up pro in, in problematic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love cardio miracle, by the way, like this is a free shout out. I 
love that product so much. My cardiovascular has improved. Mm -hmm. I have really big red blood cells, just how I am, how I'm born. Mm -hmm. I'm off the charts. They thought I was going to die, but I didn't. Um, it's just how I'm made. But this product has improved my um, oxygen intake and, yeah. and, and production. It's, it's incredible. Like mm -hmm. what I was doing in 15 minutes, you know, 25 flights of stairs is now like six minutes. Yes. I mean, it's a monumental that's difference. That's what I've found as well. And, and, you know, I've talked about it extensively, how if I monitor my heart level rates at, you know, at my age compared to people in their thirties and twenties, they're in the red zone, huffing and puffing. They can't keep up. I'm barely in the, sometimes the green zone, not even yellow. And they're like, how is he doing that? Cardio miracle is real. It's, it's, it's amazing. So you all, yeah. you all on it. Uh, we have a, a direct link so you can get like 20% off or whatever it is, but uh, love that you know that and are utilizing it as well. And uh, we're helping a lot of people with that. So, well, again, look forward to seeing you at the next event, whether it be a Red Pill Expo or if you're able to come to the EMORD uh, event there in Glendale or other things. But you're doing great work. It's so nice to see you again and finally get you on the show with your new book out. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you, and I'll, I'll uh, definitely try to be there on the 18th. It sounds like uh, this person really knows what they're doing. Anybody going up as, against the FDA has my vote. <laughs> yeah, he's got some serious street cred on that. Uh, yeah. more, more, and a good friend for over 25 years now or so. So uh, I appreciate that support, Melanie, and bring all your friends that, that like freedom. Uh, they're going to enjoy it. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right, Melanie Martin, there she is. You've got the links uh, to the show notes. I hope you all pick up her book, Save Your Life, and uh, maybe see her at one of these events coming up, including the Red Pill Expo. As soon as we know the date, time, and place, we'll let you know. Stay plugged in to the Robert Scott Bell Show so we can uh, keep you informed there or check the upcoming events tab on the page as often as you can and share the show. Please share the show so we can bring the power to heal back to you and your loved ones. And that's where it belongs with all y'all. So that was pretty cool. Now, uh, let's see upcoming events. Yes. We mentioned some of those, uh, a real quick shout out again to, uh, Babry and the folium PX that my mom is on. She's doing amazing, more energy, uh, and out dancing again, which is great. So check out foliumpx.com. Use the code RSB10 or just reach out to them when you go to the website, F O L I U M P X.com. Uh, and, uh, we can get you plugged in. And uh, we have a question of the day. This is a big one. This is right down or up my alley, depending on how you look at it. Uh, but what is that alley of the alimentary canal that's been devastated in this question of the day, Super Don, if you're ready? Yeah, he was so ready. Look at that. This is from, I don't even know how to pronounce this name, but this person is from, uh, is it from Sweden or somewhere in the Scandinavian countries? We don't Scandinavia know is what, yeah. what it's in. Norway, uh, Sweden, or Finland. I think those were the Scandinavian countries last time mm -hmm. I checked. I'm missing Denmark is in there too, I think. But the guy's name is Hakon, or it's an A with a, a little circle over it. And so this is my lack of uh, Scandinavian language <laughs> knowledge. But if any of you know, yesterday we I'm could I'll bet you somebody in the audience is going to know the proper Aga would know from yesterday because Aga lived you know, from Poland to Sweden all those years. But Hakon, for lack of a better way to pronounce it, I'm sorry, is it Hakon, possibly? Hakon! No, that sounds Middle Eastern. No, I don't, I don't know how to say it. But at 18, says, I got colitis. Was put on every drug, including prednisone, Humira, Imuron, Antibio, Stelera. I mean, these are biologics, uh, immunosuppressant drugs, anti-inflammatories. And he says, nothing worked. 
Last year, I had three surgeries to get a J pouch. In other words, remove my colon, she, he says. It is a he, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. I, I don't know this name. I apologize. I don't know. Uh, tried a bunch of things and worked with many functional medicine doctors without luck. I recently tried working with a new doctor, and he believes I have hydrogen sulfide SIBO, small intestinal uh, uh, bacterial overgrowth. I uh, came across your aloe vera and silver protocol. You think this is something that can help? And do you have any other advice? Now, I, I don't give advice. I just share information. And you guys and gals get to do with it as you will, because I believe in the free flow of information. We're a First Amendment supporting show, if there ever was one, even though we're suppressed and and uh, and banned by certain segments of our uh, social media uh, world, like YouTube and Spotify, and right now, temporarily, LinkedIn. I'm still not back on LinkedIn. But uh, he says, thank you so much. I will buy your book, The Unlock the Power to Heal. I suffer from a whole host of symptoms, fatigue, depression, food sensitivities, which makes all the sense in the world considering the GI uh, disruption that has occurred, which is not minor. He says, I eat clean and have done a lot of research and attempt to heal, healing naturally on my own, but never gotten better. Very tough to find good doctors here in Scandinavia. All right. Well, if you need to get out of there and find someone somewhere, just be open uh, to the possibility and maybe, just maybe, uh, the Silver Aloe Protocol can be a difference maker for you like it's been for many thousands of people over many years now. Now, the story that is in that chapter of my book that I wrote with Ty Bollinger, you know, that's that chapter that says the road to colostomy bags, like like what you had there, the J-pouch removing the colon, is paved with antibiotics and prednisone, and I should add in everything you've taken as well. And when I first encountered this, you know, earlier on in my homeopathic uh, career or life, it was a young man who was at Emory University where I went. And it was after I had graduated years since, but uh, he was there. I forget how we connected. His family was from Iran. They were here in America. And he, when I met him, again, he's a teenager. He had already had a colostomy bag installed. They removed his colon. They resectioned him. And I thought, this is a, this is a crime. How is it possible a young person they would butcher in this way? I mean, it was like, you know, some of the wake up call that I got to say how downright nasty and evil, even though they're capable of doing amazing things in terms of surgery, they did the things to cause the need for the surgery. Yeah, maybe in responding to things that this man, this young man didn't know or his family didn't know about the dangers of antibiotics preceding it or uh, food that wasn't organic, maybe uh, contaminated with all kinds of pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, any number of things that a lot of people are exposed to. And in this man, young man's case, it really was devastating to his GI tract. So when I met him, he was on daily doses of ciprofloxacin, cipro. You know about how dangerous cipro can be. He was on it daily just to stay alive because he was constantly in an infectious state. You cannot live a long, healthy life being on cipro every day. And he couldn't even form a solid stool in terms it was all liquid. It was all diarrhea, even though coming through the bag, there was nothing normal about the function of his GI tract. Now, at the time, I was also working, and this is where you've got to kind of um, monitor how you do this, because this was like my one of my first escapades, if you will. I utilized it for the, something as severe as this GI issue. Uh, I was utilizing, of course, homeopathic medicine, focusing on if you haven't. Um, downloaded the, um, what is it called? The lecture on demand from Trinity school of natural health. That gives you a starting point to understand my focal point as a clinically trained homeopath. 
on the systems that need to be addressed. You know, it's systemically, it's not just one thing, like it's not the same thing necessarily as a constitutional prescribing. And I don't denigrate constitutional prescribing in homeopathy. It's great, but I'm here moving or removing the impediments for even the appropriate response to a constitutional remedy by addressing all the things, the, 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 the toxicological burdens, the deficiencies, the connective tissue disorders, et cetera, the systemic inflammation, why it's there, not just that it's there. And so I use the, the remedies that address the liver, the colon, the spleen, the intestines, all of that. But it was really a triage situation where he was not looking good for this world when we met. And he was a young guy with a bright future wanting to become a medical doctor of all things. And so in addition to the remedies, we utilized at the time something called Allison Stabilized Garlic to also uh, really quickly and rapidly neutralize some of these infectious agents because we know garlic and the Allison Stabilized could do that. So that was part of the journey. And then in conjunction, utilizing the silver and the aloe as a delivery system to then immediately reduce that inflammatory response on the, on the lining of what was left of his gastrointestinal tract, not just to address the infection, which silver can do, but to heal the lining, to restore epithelial integrity, much like when you apply silver to a burn or a cut or a scrape, and both aloe and silver have complementary properties. Silver is even more amazing in terms of its ability to stimulate regeneration of tissue when delivered to the area in need. That's a fancy way to say point of foci. And so that journey was in a case like Hakon's or Hakan's uh, journey that he's now in a place of, I've, they've already done the damage. What can I do to regain some level of function and not have to rely on these drugs that are destroying his immune system, much less his liver? So going on the silver aloe gut recovery protocol, even if you've already had this situation, will be significant because we've got to restore integrity of the connective tissue. Now, the minerals that are not coming in because of malabsorption issues, because of all the GI tract disturbance, is another aspect. And getting it in a, in a form that actually will work or be absorbed is the, the next big question. Now, I don't know what you have available in the Scandinavian countries, but if you can get the things I referenced in the book or that I talk about here, like the silicon, the 100% whole food form of silica as a mineral, which is critical for a connective tissue. And now, since I've written the book and had that protocol, we didn't have the bioactive copper hydrosol then, but now we do. You can absolutely utilize this and succeed because, you know, it's already in a form that's instantly accessible to your body in terms of bioavailability and bioactivity, the sovereign copper. That'll absorb immediately in the mucosal membranes of the mouth, of the throat, esophagus, stomach, anywhere, intestines, but it's all part of the healing and the reduction of inflammation as well and restoration of connective tissue. Selenium plays a role. I talk about that extensively in the book. Chromium is critical for uh, energy production, sugar regulation. Uh, in the book at the time, we were using the innate response chromium, but they changed it and they don't have it anymore. So we utilize the food research gluco uh, sugar balance formula from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. He used the code RSB5. Maybe he can even ship to, to Scandinavia. I don't know. But that form, you'd take a, a, a capsule one to three times a day, probably three or four times a day initially as well to correct the mineral deficiencies that are also present. And I would say, you know, in, in, in regards to something we, we encountered more recently, a clean form of uh, chlorella and spirulina, the energy bits are another source of super nutrition. Like, you know, one little 
condensed little tablet of this stuff, it's like a full plate of vegetables as far as nutrient content. So uh, that one is helping my wife so much since we brought that in. Energybits.com, use the code RSB20 to get 20% off of that. And that will also, again, bring the minerals in in a food form as an adjunct to the things we're doing already. So I agree with you, and I'm glad you reached out. I wish I knew how to pronounce your name, Hakan or Hakan. That's that's it's bothering me because I you know I don't mean to mispronounce, but I've never seen that name, much less that I've seen the A with a circle over it, but I've I've never been taught what it how to pronounce it. Does anybody out there in the chat room want to add to that? Help me out here, Super Don. Have you figured it out? Have you done a, a chat GP? I, I I tried googling uh, the situation there, and I believe yeah it may be Hawken. Hawken, okay, yes, All right. that's better than what I was doing. That's for sure. Yes. But breaking the cycle of something so devastating <clears throat> even after the fact is possible. As I said, uh, that young man went on to get through medical school. He's now a, a medical doctor, psychiatrist. Uh, last I checked, he was out in the Bay Area of, of California. A nice man. That's yeah, so my old stomping ground. Yeah. So uh, that was an opportunity to go a little bit slower through it for somebody new to the program. And I don't know if he found out about it because of Aga out of Sweden yesterday on the show that we get new listeners all the time. And that's, you know, credit to the great work of our good friend, Kevin, uh, who with Spirit PR has brought us amazing guests. And that, of course, has expanded our reach as more people discover this message of health, freedom and healing liberty delivered in a way I dare say nobody else can do. It's just the nature of who I am and who Super Don is that we bring it to you the way we do. And I'm grateful that we're able to do so. And I thank you for that question and follow up if you got any other questions or if you go through that journey and have things that you know, pop up from time to time. Let me know. I'd love to hear back from you. All right, there we go. By the way, we survived the eye thing. When I brought the eye thing up with Super Don today, can I throw you under the bus on that a little bit? Of course you can. You're like, really? That's, that's lame. That's boy. I don't know. You're like, <laughs> you're not impressed by doing a story on eyes. I'm like, dude, no, but it's really important occasionally that we get to, you know, well, our new listeners. Well, once you explain that the, the eye drop was a bridge to, uh, 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 you know, talking about eye health and stuff. How yeah, did you whatever. not know that from the word go? All right. <laughs> Get off my lawn. I called you Dr. Dina Dell. Yeah, you were mean. Yes. You were mean to I me. I know, boy. But it's I all good. I could have said Dr. Oz, but I said Dr. Dina Thank Dell. You. Yeah. But, you know, but the thing is, it's all good <laughs> because pie makes everything better. And yeah. So how was the pie, by the way? Oh, oh, heavenly. Oh, was it? Yeah. My, if you, those of you missed yesterday's show, uh, I showed a picture of it, but uh, one of the most beautiful and most delicious organic, all organic uh, blueberry sour cream pies my wife made yesterday. And I had a slice uh, yesterday after we got back from the uh, screening of uh, the the documentary film, Utah Safe and Effective. Yeah. That was, uh, it was really pro powerful and profound. And we'll let you know when that goes wide. We've, we've shown the uh, four minute clip, but um, I'd love for you to see the whole thing as soon as it's, it's made available for everybody there's going to be a screening in a theater uh, in the salt lake area as soon as i know the time and date and place i'll let everybody know um that would be you know a great thing to uh, participate in dude and you're like you're like dinging like crazy over there. as i'm talking to Ke about kevin kevin's just like just peppering me with messages <laughs> yeah uh snake venoms homeopathy uh, right now, Daria, Dr. Thorpe, Tal Braun are on. Those are from Christy. Yeah, well, give me a link. I'll join in on the bonus round. Yeah, let me know, Kev, if I can do that. I'd be happy to. But that's, yeah, that's part of my wheelhouse discussion. 
So uh, let's see what else we got to talk about here today before we wrap. Oh, we're almost at the end of the show today. Uh, we are. Yeah. Well, that was fun, even though it was a shorter visit than we're used to with Jonathan. But man, he is on the go now. In demand. Dude, he's busy. He's got a lot going on right now. Yeah. And so we it's understand. Incredible time what we're witnessing. We understand. But you know what? He did mention mm-hmm. that um, that you know he may pop in tomorrow. Yeah, if he if he can yeah. officially go public with the endorsement of endorsements. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That is really cool. Really cool. And how do you like Melanie? She's a tough one, huh? She's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, she's, she's a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, enjoy for bringing, sure. bringing those folks to you if you hadn't met them before. And there's lots more where that came from, which is exciting. Every day, a new adventure on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Tomorrow, uh, Vera Sharav, right? And Laban Ditchburn. And Laban Ditchburn is back. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be a great show. And maybe... Jonathan Ebor pops in with an announcement, another announcement. How cool would that be? And we've got, I think, a little bit more from um, the Reawaken American Tour for Sunday. I've got to look at and see how many more segments we have so we fill in those gaps for Sunday. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think uh, it was part of an hour, I think, that was left. But anyway, we'll talk about that. So we'll have some new, new material that you haven't heard unless you're a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. We placed all of those interviews up almost immediately. Uh, and that's the bonus you get to see things and hear things long before everybody else does. And I thank you yep. for that. We haven't determined the AMA uh, for February yet. We're going to look at the schedule and see when that can be and let you know as well. And with that, uh, take a pause. For those of you who want to stick around 60 seconds from now, if you're live, a blip, if you're listening later, uh, the bonus round will commence on the Robert Scott Bell Show, where I remind you that the power to heal is yours. I see this link Kevin sent me. It looks like in uh, uh, Twitter live or something. I'm not sure even how to join something like that. I can listen, but I don't know if I can join in. So, Oh, is it one of those things where they do a, 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 oh, what do they call those things on Twitter? It's like a space, something space or something where they, they invite, they invite a bunch of people to join in and listen to a presentation or something. Yeah. Well, I wasn't invited to be part of that. So I don't know if I have time to listen, but if they wanted me in, let me know. Well, what is it about? Uh, I don't, it's, it's, it's titled space crashed international collaboration, reproductive jab with Dr. Thorpe. Looks like it's a, a collaboration presentation on, uh, let's see. They're talking about snake venoms, homeopathy, um, with Dr. Paul Brown. Oh, we've had Tall Brown on, haven't we? Braun on? I think show? so. And Daria, Not Dr. Familiar. Daria, or is it a different Daria? Might be a different Daria. Anyway, <clears> yeah, <throat> oh, I'm happy to join in, but yeah, let me know. Otherwise, that's there. I think it's a listen-only type thing, though. Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like it. Anyway. But uh, happy to participate if I can. But sometimes you just got to be invited. So I'm working on a new look here. A new look? Not on me. Not for me. But, oh, um, no, really? And not for you. Not for me either. For the show. So I've been working on this lower third situation. Yes. Which a lower third is, you know, this is what you see right there. That's called a lower third. Visually. And I've considered adding to the show a ticker at the bottom like that. that? And it would, it would show a bunch of headlines that you can, uh, that you can uh, see over at the RSB newsroom or may or may not end up being maybe in the the newsletter, but just headlines for the day. Gotcha. What do you think? Does it make us look too much like we're trying to be Fox News or something? All right. Well, y'all tell Super Don what you think. I I think it's kind of cool, but I don't know. 
I mean, it's like there's there's not enough time in the day. You've got to distract them with everything, right? We've got to cover more than we can cover. So, but if, I go, stories- if I go full screen here, that's what it would look like there. Okay. You think I'm using up too much space there at the bottom? I don't think so. It doesn't look like it. Yeah. I'm looking for input here. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. Uh, we we forgot pandemic puppies and they want us to meet inflation chickens. Inflation was- chickens, yes. People are getting chickens. Um, if if you have the ability to do, some people don't. They live in an apartment building or something like that. Probably kind of hard to have a chicken. Yeah, but a uh, lot of people more that more people than ever before apparently are trying to get chickens that lay eggs because they realize the value right. in that. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the stories about? Wasn't it a Jack and the Beanstalk when he went up and one of the the turkey chickens or whatever was laying golden eggs or the golden goose, goose lay golden eggs? What did eggs? you say? Well, turkey? I don't know what I said. Was it no, turkey? it was not a turkey that laid a golden egg. <laughs> it's been a while since I remember that fairy tale, right? Turkey eggs. Turkey eggs. <laughs> you know, yeah, actually, dude, that's funny. kind of weird now. I, I, you don't ever hear anybody talk about turkey eggs. Can my, you eat my, turkey eggs? Yeah, my friend Scott Scherner brought some turkey eggs over, and I really I cracked them. And Why is that so weird? Why have I never heard anybody talking about eggs. turkey eggs before? I don't know. Somebody has an answer to that. Let us know as well. That's actually kind of weird. Yeah. Duck eggs, quail yeah. eggs, ostrich eggs. I've mm-hmm. never heard anybody talk about. Hey, have you had some? You should try these turkey eggs. Mm-hmm. Twitter Spaces chat. DJ Katie says they had a really good one last night with Ten Penny and Judy Mikovits and several others that I know. So this is new. We've never done that. Um, I've, I've participated in a couple. Oh, have you? Okay. Um, where I would get like these new, you know, some news thing that on AP they were having a Twitter space and they were going to be talking about some breaking news story or something like that. But okay, um, well, maybe I'll try it's a that. Thing. When we're done, yeah. when we're done with the. Uh, uh, the bonus round. I'll, I'll I'll try to join in and see what happens. Okay. So I've never done that. So we'll take a look at that. All right. What other questions, comments coming through the chat room today? Matt <clears throat> Mark is there. Sister had chickens. Not sure what feed she gives them. Well, if you're giving them commercial feed, they're not laying many eggs. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, so give them the stuff that will not harm them in terms of their ability to lay eggs. All right. Let's see here. What else? Mm-mm, just looking at different comments here. So the only person that's commented on the ticker situation there is March. He says it looks okay. Okay. Well, that's something. Yeah. It's got to be better than okay, though. Otherwise, I'm not oh, going to. Okay. We want it to be awesome, right? If, well, it's, not, if it's not, uh, if you don't really like it and you don't think it's cool, then mm-hmm. I won't do it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, we talked about and i mentioned desantis as well that he was very much pro the jab initially and and i don't say that necessarily as a critique it's just an acknowledgement of the journey many of these folks have been on because look even if they have the inclination to be pro whatever if they are pro freedom and an anti-mandate we've got a point of of commonality that we can at least start from and yes since that time desantis has become more and more aware of uh the great dangers of the jab and I, I, you can't condemn people because they didn't know. It's a question of what they do now that they do know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, you know, the Trump thing, as we talked about earlier, is like if he's not willing to, you know, acknowledge this, a lot of the people. I don't think he would. Trump supporters 
are not going to, are not going to, they've said single issue, not going to vote for you at this point. Let me, uh, well, look at it this way. The entire time that we have had exposure to how he does things, how he talks, you know, his, his, you know, the way he does things. Has he ever done that with any other issue ever? That's a good question. Has he ever done a mea culpa? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. So it might not be something in his character to ever. I don't think it is. Yeah. I don't think it is. I think he's he's an all-in guy, so um, he wouldn't admit something like that because it's just not that's not how he he does things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, and I, you know, I'm not trying to make enemies here because I know a lot of people are are just like Trump all the way Trump 2024, you know, and, and I get it. Yeah, but um, I just don't I don't see it happening. Well, you know, the the, the, limit, the limited time I had. With Darla, I mentioned I went went down to Sarasota and I got almost to have dinner with Darla Shine and she's just so she's so kind and lovely and supportive. You know, and you know Darla, you produced her show and she's amazing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's tenacious too. She's a a firebrand, you know. I love her, and just like I said, she's just, she just genuinely does have a heart of gold though. I mean, she will she will you know care for you care take. I mean, honestly, she's wonderful in that way. And uh, we just had a short time, and my son was with me. And I said, talk to my son about your experience with Trump because they know him personally. They, they've been in Mar-a-Lago. Her, her husband uh, was the like, communications director at one point in the White House. And, and this is where the uh, world's version or the so-called artificial version of Trump that's laid on all of us is an exaggeration or you know, complete misinformation in some ways. And this is not to say, oh, you now automatically have to lump tr- love Trump because I said that. I'm just saying that the imagery we get of any politician is often the creation of people that have an agenda to slant your view for or against very rarely neutral to say, Hey, here are the good things. Here are the bad things you assess it. Uh, and it doesn't mean that <clears throat> some of the obvious things Trump is about in terms of, you know, what is his downfall, perhaps ego for one, but he's not what people have painted him to be as a monster and a racist and he's not that that's just oh no listen that's that's yeah. politics right you know i yeah. mean that's that that's the the way they play yeah so again people that hate trump are going to be mad because i even said that but i'm just trying to get back out of the hatred realm and it's like i'm not never said he's a constitutionalist either but when it comes to some of the things let's acknowledge <laughs> some stuff he did that was pretty good, pretty good, good you know? Mar- marge has a i believe this is in response to what you've just been saying here about trump that's her reaction right there. Uh, what is it? I don't see it because it's hidden behind the, uh, the no, banner. It's not hidden behind I it. I don't see it. <clears throat> I don't see it. Your computer sucks. I'm just telling you, so I don't see it. So I'll I'll look in the chat room. No, hold on. I'll turn everything off here. So oh, no, see I see it. I mean, now I can look at it in, in there, but it said okay. Trump makes her nauseous. Okay, fine. <laughs> I get that. Some people are repelled by these things. The question is how much of it is... Uh, because of what other people have told you about him, how much of it is because you genuinely uh, know somebody. I understand. Like no. I, I, I do. I understand. I, I understand. And even though it may not be a very popular uh, opinion to have in certain circles, mm-hmm. um, it's just. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not that far behind you, Marge. Really, I'm not. I've never been a big fan of Trump ever. I can look at what he did when he was in office and look at some of the things that he accomplished and the way that he, you know, brilliantly trolled the media. Uh, and, and I, I'm, I'm in favor of that, you know? Um, but I just, 
I, I don't know. Right. I've never. And you know what? The th- I think a part of it is I do kind of hold a grudge. Really? Because he, uh, back in the day when Ron Paul was running. Yeah, that's true. He did uh, diss he, on Ron Paul. He was kind of a douche. And yeah. I really was not a big fan of that. And he played. He tried to play the kingmaker, if you remember that. Yeah, And he had, he had Republicans kissing his, his ring, ring yeah. <laughs> at, at Trump Tower. You know, and all that stuff, it, it really turned me off. Ron Paul uh, wouldn't do that, no. Well, <clears throat> no. That, again, there's true. There are, uh, let's say, some uh, faults within this character that are problematic. And that's some that's endearing to others. It's, you know, and, and we'll see where it plays out. But Dude's got uh, an ego that will fill the room. And I've yeah. never been a fan of egos. I just never right. have. But he also... Well, I don't know. We're all just uh, stepping in it right now if we talk about I it. But, well, whatever. We're being honest, right? We're being honest. And, yeah. If you so, if you can't handle it, then yeah, right. You're in the wrong show. That's uh, right. Here we are. So let's see what else we got. We talked about tomorrow already. Uh, upcoming events we did. Trinity School starting new new classes on Monday. So if you haven't uh, signed up, please do. Uh, a lot of great programs from eight week cycles to eighteen month cycles, depending on which one you want to go for. Lectures on demand as well. TrinitySchool.org, and we have the upcoming Trinity Health Freedom Expo. And that's the virtual, the 18th and 19th of this month. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Is it the 18th and 19th? Something around that. Yeah, I think that's right. Which one? Yeah, 18th. That's the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, the virtual. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's the same time as also that eMord event uh, in Glendale. But you yep. have three months to, to download and watch everything from the, uh, the expo uh, through that. And then we have the next dash steps dot info, uh, the next steps conference as well. There it is. There's also a banner. I got this yesterday for the, uh, the biomed expo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I've been officially invited to speak and have a, a booth and, uh, also moderate a couple of panels, uh, for the Las Vegas biomed expo. So you guys plan ahead September 14th through the 17th of 2023. And, uh, <clears throat> you can get biomedexpo.com is where you can learn more about it. That is an interesting, I just now really looked at this. Mm-hmm. That is an interesting logo there. For the new humanity movement, what is that? I don't know. I think that they also have a, a segment of their their shows that go into like the the UFO stuff, like we were talking about the other day. That is because yeah. that's kind of like a. What do you got there? You got like the the Egyptian wings mm-hmm. thing going on there, yeah, with a star in the middle and a bunch of crescents around. That's a very interesting. I want the that the, the well, imagery there. Yeah, yeah. But one huh. little, little point where I'll be is more of the biomed expo, which is more. Right, right, the, right. But there's all kinds of options there that weekend, apparently. That could be cool. And since we, since I owe my wife that uh, interview again, that go into that realm of the multiverse, we'll have some fun with that. <laughs> I can yes. do it. I can do it. There is a, uh, a new episode that was published yesterday of uh, Staying Home Mom. Mm-hmm. I believe rumor has it uh, that I will have a new episode of the Preacher and the Polish Girl uh, mm-hmm. for tomorrow. Yeah. And what else? I, 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 I think that's about it. Okay. I'm going to try and bump, bump over to that Twitter thing if they're still going. See if I can okay. participate. Again, it's the first time trying it, so I don't know it'll work. But if you guys want to check it out um let's see i think oh yeah here's the link i'll drop it in uh let's see copy put it in the chat room this is what kevin told me was going on right now and we'll pop over to that i'll drop it in the other chat room so we got in both places if you guys want to continue there and i don't know we'll try it 
And I thank Kevin as well for all that he's doing to get us uh, uh, more presence out there in the world. The, the best kept secret. We can say maybe one day the former best kept secret in health talk media, the show. All right. All well, right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate it. I uh, hope you enjoyed today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, come on. What? I'm drawing a blank. God will in less than 22 hours from now. Laban Ditchburn. I'm like Lance Digit. Uh, no, it's not Lance. Digit. Laban <laughs> Ditchburn. Vera Sharab tomorrow. Yes, big show tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bobber Skyberger and and Bersan. Uh, we'll we'll yeah. see it tomorrow. I think you better quit by your. <laughs>